Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hotline League Live in Atlanta. Thank you. Thank you so much to everyone who's shown up. As always, Mark is on his phone at the start of the show, uh, just completely disrespecting everybody's time that's made it out here. Uh, but either way, great to have everybody here and great to be in Atlanta. Mark, how have you enjoyed Atlanta so far? I uh, haven't done much as usual. Uh, Ashley went home, so all of my touristing has stopped and I can go back to my natural state of degening in the hotel room until someone needs me for something. Fantastic. I'm glad to hear you are taking advantage of your circumstances. Uh, I do want to give a big shout out to Grubhub and Chipotle for making the show happen. Uh, so thank, thank you everybody, thank you. Simping for my sponsors, always appreciated. Uh, so a couple of different notes, especially for people who are on Twitch chat, but if people in, in person want to open up Twitch, I guess they can do that. Uh, we have a code which you can get in the chat by doing exclamation mark Grubhub. There's also, a but uh, Chipotle's gonna be giving out three codes, including one that I think is gonna drop now each of which is good for a 1,000 free entrees. So it's the first 1,000 people to redeem that. Uh, and the first one just dropped in the chat right now, but we're gonna be giving away two more throughout the show. We'll talk more about uh, both of our sponsors later on. But Mark, we are now officially at semifinals. We've done it. Yes. North America, you, me, we've done it. We're here. We are still representing North America at Worlds. Uh, also, no... EU teams now. We've done it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got Shocks here to bring the year up. Uh, yeah. Shocks unhappy with that joke. Okay. Um, so that. How, how about you? How are you doing? You, you haven't talked about your time in Atlanta. Oh my, how you enjoying Hot Atlanta? For the first time ATL. ever. No, I think it's been really good. Uh, we've had so many. First off, there was a lot of people who signed up. This thing sold out way faster. I know there's some empty seats, so some people probably still showing up from the uh, LCS tailgate. I just want to say our thing was announced, uh, World's Tailgate, whatever. Our show was announced before theirs, so uh, did you guys go to it at all? How was it? Okay. Mixed, re mixed reactions from the crowd. I guess uh, that makes me feel better in yeah, a way. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. spiteful. We do, we, all we need to do is beat what supposedly was a pretty mid uh, experience from what everybody's saying. Uh, it's a tough hurdle to clear for yes. us. Uh, but I, I hope you guys had a good time there. For, for me, no, it's been good. We had a bunch of people uh, sign up for this and then a lot of people waitlist as well. So uh, that has been really nice. And then, yeah, I, went, I had barbecue the other day. You had uh, a TGI dinner? Yes. We didn't break a not thousand as, on the TGI dinner. Not as good as Chipotle, unfortunately. No, it was I think. not. Um, but have, have sampled some of the local cuisine. Uh, no, it's been, it's been good. I think what it is is everybody... Like, even we tried to get Shocks out for dinner the other night, and she's just like, I'm out of steam. Uh, I think everybody that was in New York has just been running out of steam. You went all the way back to L.A., though, so you... Yeah, I dipped out yeah. uh, on Saturday yes. for quarters, because they weren't going to be good anyways, right? <laughs> <laughs> quarters quarters are never good, right? And then they were some of the best yeah, And you ever. went to the first day, right? I went to the first day, which was the worst. Yes. It was JDG... I don't actually it think I ended the, up going. It was the Rogue game. The Rogue yeah, game was the Yeah, JEG Rogue. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I think I gave those away. I didn't even go to that. Now yes. I think about it. I just went home. Okay, great. <laughs> well, yeah, you didn't... No, no. don't worry. Nothing interesting happened Definitely at not. All. No. Yes. Uh, no, but you watched uh, Quarters from Home. What did you think of it? Uh, I, th I agree with what everyone said. It's some of the best quarters we've even ha ever had. Even the RNG T1 3.0 was better than a lot of 3.0s that tend to happen in quarters where some stronger team just demolishes the weaker team. RNG was very close to winning some of those games, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it was good. And now we're excited for semifinals starting tomorrow. 
Yeehaw. Are, are you excited for this? I'm very excited. I think both have very cool storylines. Yeah. Um, obviously, T1 versus JDG at last LPL team alive. Um, just, I think the orgs, we'll talk about this a lot on the analyst desk. Oops, shouldn't have said that. Uh, Mark, do you think you will be able to make it to either of the games? I think this I'll weekend? be there this weekend. Okay. What will you be doing? I don't know yet. Okay. We'll see. Might be in the crowd, might be somewhere else. Oh, Shox knows what he's doing. Interesting. <laughs> uh, you've, yeah, you've snuck your way on. Um, yeah. But anyway, sorry, you were saying on the uh, analysis. Anyways, I just think that like uh, there's a lot of cool stuff with like T1 and JDG are kind of opposites in terms of like community perception of them within their own regions where like everyone loves T1. It's like the most popular org in the world. And JDG is kind of like, eh, people don't really love them, it seems like, from what I understand in the Chinese community. So it's cool to see them squaring off. Obviously, Gen G versus... Uh, DRX. I just want to see Zeka versus Chovy. I actually think it's the most. Everyone's excited about Zeus versus uh, 369, and I get it, but actually Chovy versus Zeka is the one I'm most excited about. Nice. Well, we'll talk more about that in a second with uh, Emily and Shocks, who are our guests. I see somebody in the chat says, Why are Emily and Shocks in the title? They're going to be on the show. Uh, that's how it's called. Works. It's called clickbait, idiot. Yes. We got you. Yeah. You don't, it, idiot is a strong term uh, for somebody who's in our Twitch chat. Uh, but either way, they'll be joining us uh, very shortly. But for those who don't know how the show works, I already I already told a bunch of people how the show works. But let's pretend these people didn't already hear. Uh, Mark will be going out into the audience and choosing people to come on the show based off of their take. What kind of takes are we looking for tonight, Mark? This is a tough one. I, it's funny how like as world goes on longer, it's actually harder to talk about things. Yeah, you start to eliminate storylines. Yeah, so there's less storylines. There's less matchups to get into. We can talk about some of the, the stuff about um, quarters. We can talk about some of the stuff in semis. I put out another blame game about how NAEU problems, so I'm, we're always open to talk about those, especially when Shock's on. Maybe she has some great insight into the European ecosystem that she'll share about why they, they suck now. Yeah. Um, we always talk about why NA sucks. It's time to let EU also suck and for us they to They haven't won a best of five game in two years. Really? Internationally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> Shock's, Shock's ready to come on and fight you right now. Anyway, okay. So, uh, so we will talk about that stuff. Uh, also, there was a uh, rumor that came out yesterday. Did you see this? Double lift's coming back. <laughs> Trying to come back. Uh, oh, this is the rumor. <laughs> so uh, speaking of Peter, so Peter will be on next week's episode, and this is where we get to announce something pretty cool. Uh, it just so worked out that Riot has some time available for us on their stage at Thrive City, which is kind of the area right outside of Chase Center. So next week, if you're watching the show or for some reason you're here and you are flying all the way to San Francisco, uh, we will be at outside of Chase Center at Thrive City. The show starts at 7 and you don't need a, a world's ticket to be able to watch it or get in or a ticket to their event or anything like that. So I've been told you can just show up and you can watch Hotline League. Um, so that'll be live. So if you, if you want to do it, I'll make a post after the show as well. But uh, yeah, we don't, we don't have any sign-ups or anything like that. You can just come out. So uh, those of you that want to go to San Francisco, uh, let us know. Uh, there's somebody in the chat who's angry I did not pitch you on the theater board. I agree. So just so everybody knows, I did not the know ego. that the venue was going to be putting anything up on the board. We did not have any discussion about it. I think I would have said TGI World's Tour. Instead, they put Travis Gafford World Tour. Um, Hold on. Is that right? Yes. It doesn't even say World's Tour. It says World. Which, I I, by the way, I'm not slamming the venue. It's awesome they did that. And I know it's like a 
one of those old style boards where you have to put each letter up individually. So Hotline uh, League Live, Travis Gafford, World Tour. Yes. I feel like if you had just in like how you explain what the show is to them and give them better context as you have a co-host who's integral to the show's operation, I, that maybe. I think, I think what they saw was that I was around during all of the planning for the show. And, <laughs> and you I just, just show up, up at 630. A little late. Yeah, you say 630. You were late today. Yeah, you round down. Um, and, uh, and so I think that's why they put my name on the board. Um, maybe if you'd been around for it. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so uh, I think without further ado, it is time to have our first special guest come onto the show, Emily Rand. Come on down! Welcome to the show. Wow. Bigger, bigger cheers for Emily. Yeah, hide your coffee down there so that uh, we don't have any branded issues. Uh, you spilled it. Wow. Mark yeah. told me that no one ever spills anything oh right God, before the start of the show. Like yes, I, yes. And I make sure you get the mic kid. close to your mouth, too, because you're a little quieter than Mark and I. Okay. Welcome, Hello. welcome to the show, Emily. Hello. Hello. How, are you? How has Worlds been for you so far? Uh, after I got over COVID, it was great. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, glad that you were able to make it uh, onto the show and everything that um, has yeah, worked out now. Are, are you feeling better? Yeah. Uh, okay. I just kind of get tired sometimes, which is unlucky, because if anyone knows anything about me, it's that I don't sleep. And it's actually integral to how I watch so much League of Legends. Yes. <laughs> but fortunately, There's I don't have to do that right now, right? So it's uh, it's the time for me to be sleepy, I guess. Yes. Well, regardless, how have you enjoyed quarterfinals? Um, in terms of the quarterfinals themselves, and also just in terms of like, I think I tweeted about this, but I get really homesick around this time because uh, it's the time where seasons start to change. And I'm from Boston, um, and I know people from Boston are supposed to hate New York, but I am not one of those people. Uh, and it was just cool to be back in a city where I was just seemed a lot more like home. Um, my and mom's that, so really you hate sick, Atlanta? So I couldn't. No, I like <laughs> Atlanta too. Uh, but but that was really cool. And then it was funny with the so I knew uh, Tamon and Genji was going to be really really good. Um, and then I had some reservations about DRX EDG. And it was funny because for the first two games, we were watching it in the green room and we were like, wow, only this could have followed like an epic series like uh, Tamwon Genji in terms of the actual gameplay. Um, but, but then like the, you know, the inhib happened and then it just became this like really, really cool story. And it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I mean, I just had a ton of fun on the desk and the uh, especially the two, like last quarter final series were amazing. Yeah. Okay. Who's your favorite right now from here on to win worlds? Oh, I think I've already said this, but uh, I said that whoever came out of the Genji Tomon series was going to take it all. So, Genji. Genji fans. Point. Some. Nice. I'm. Well, I'm looking forward. Travis, to what do you think's going to win worlds? I, I'm going to go with whoever. I said it before, but uh, it's whoever came out of the Genji series. And so I think <laughs> yeah. It's, okay. I think right. it's going to be Gen G. This is, we have a whole another can show you, that we do called Rift Reaction, and I just get to steal everything <gasps> Emily says on it. Yeah. Can you name all of the players on Gen G? <laughs> this is, this is such doing. a good test. I love games. this. I'm not playing these Travis, games. Travis, name, name, I'm not playing name these three games. out of the five. Mark, it is time three out of the five. for us to get <laughs> our two, first. Two out of the five. I know you know Peanut. I play, I don't play, I don't play. One the, out of the five. I don't play. 
the uh, surprise test. I, I let other people play the surprise test. I am the person who plays the surprise. <laughs> I, I appreciate the, the no, heckling here's from the, the thing. audience. Whenever we do these shows and I'm ever put in one of these positions, my, like my brain goes blank for five seconds and then I, it just looks bad. So I've figured out how to just deny those opportunities to people like Mark. Okay, Wonderful. Mark, yep. I think it is time for you to go out and get our first audience member. Does that sound good? Yep, we're going to give this a go. Like I said, there's doesn't have to do a lot of shuffling, I think, as I listen, so I apologize. If yes, I we're in a theater. We have face. not done a theater venue yet for the world's tour, so this is quite fun. Hands up if you want to, if you have a take and go you want to get on the show, uh, please raise your hand. Mark's just going to go to the front because he's lazy. All right. Emily, have, have you enjoyed or done anything interesting in Atlanta so far? Uh, actually, one of my closest friends lives here, so it was awesome. Uh, I got to actually have a home-cooked meal, which was amazing, and see her and her husband's three cats, which was very cool. Too. Oh, you saw three cats. Yeah. That's exciting for I, you. I mentioned the C word on your stream. How do you feel about that? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Are you uh, are you on? Are you able to say which days you're on the desk uh, this I'm weekend? I'm not sure, actually. Okay, so you are on the desk at some point in time, but we can't know who. Yes. Hello, sir. Welcome to the show. Please don't step on Hello. any of the cables. You're good. You sit down. Yeah, you're you're good. You're good. Welcome to the show. Uh, where are you joining us Thank from? You. Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Hey. Go guards. Okay. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I don't think T1's going to lose another game. You don't think T1's going to? They're going to go undefeated exactly throughout right all of Worlds. Okay, why do you think this? Faker? Uh, because, no, I think, um, no, I think owner is killing it, and I think he's going to carry them. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Is, that, is there anything else, or just he's going to carry them? Uh, I just think him and the Solings are going to, I mean, they're going to take it to 369, and they're going to kill it. Yeah. Okay, awesome. so this is a bit of a intentional putting Emily in the hot seat because yeah. backstage before this she was talking about her hot T1 take. Oh yeah. It, uh, I had a hot T1 take. What is um, it? And it's not a <laughs> <laughs> so I was initially concerned about how well T1 would do at this tournament uh, because I was not impressed with their macro while they were in Korea despite having obviously very talented players. So I think the thing that's actually flown under the radar with how much people like to talk about oh this player's crushing it or this player's crushing it is actually in their last series how well they were able to move around the map um, and use sideline pressure, which is something I don't think I really considered a strength of theirs prior to that. Um, I disagree that they won't drop another game because I think regardless of whether you think they're going to sweep JDG or not, uh, I do think that going up against Gen G is going to be a very tough task for them, and I think that probably will not end in a 3-0. Uh, but I do agree with the take that T1 has significantly improved. And additionally, I think it's really cool because this T1 team last year, obviously Zayas wasn't on the team, but uh, I really enjoyed watching them improve through Worlds last year as well, especially with Owner stepping onto the stage and, and performing really well. Um, I've always kind of been rooting for him because I think he got a lot of criticism at times um, and he's improved a lot, so. Uh, I, I'm surprised that the owner loved, to be honest. I, uh, especially going up against Conavy, like, uh, I think after Canyon got knocked out, Conavy's this best jungler left in the tournament. He was probably number two. Owner, Peanut, and, uh, oh my god, Pioshik, uh, to me, are all, like, 
a little hit or miss at different points depending on how the game's going. They more play for lanes than themselves. They, they have different champions that they're like, they have special like interest in, you know, like obviously Pioche is going to play Kindred and the other two probably not so much, but like uh, I, I feel like Conovy is the one who's actually going to like try and 1v9 the game, actually pick really hard carries. He has weird stuff in his champ pool. Um, and so I think this particular series might be the hardest for owner to get through. And if like T1 do win, I expect them to drop a game. I, I appreciate the optimism, but I, I would be concerned about um, like just top lane is going to be the toughest match for Zeus is going to have the rest of the tournament, no matter who else, if they win, they meet in the finals and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I don't know. It's, it's a pretty interesting matchup for that reason. I think the beauty of owner's matchup is the fact that he has players like Zeus and Faker in the solo lanes. And I think he's going to help snowball them. And I think that's what, I think they're going to jump him in the first game and it's just going to be a snowball effect. Also in the finals, I think it's, uh, it's unfortunate that you didn't give DRX any love because I think that they're going to give Genji a good, uh, good run for the money. I think after the troll in him, I think that's a good story. I think it's going to be, it's going to be all Korea in the, in the final. Wasn't DRX our like hot take, our Chipotle hot take last week? He's, he said that he was, they were going to go all the way and win the tournament or no, they said that he was going to make it to the finals. I can't remember if it was finals or win the whole I thing. I think it was finals and then he gave him 50, 50. Wow. Well, we also don't want to, there's only two matchups, so I don't want to dovetail yeah, yeah, too yeah, far yeah. into another yes. matchup. Yes. But yes, there, there is some support for DRX. Yes. I uh, narrative would be sick. I mean, Def, I, Deft coming in the year that everyone thinks he's going to retire afterwards and winning Worlds. Like, that'd be so cool. How can you not love that? There was a discussion, uh, speaking of T1, there was a discussion on Reddit about if Faker should get a legendary skin. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you guys think Faker should get a legendary skin if he wins? Yeah. Great. Uh, well, we'll <laughs> we we will make that happen. How, how much uh, is a usual world skin? I've never bought one. Yeah, I haven't either. Thirteen hundred. Fifteen? What? Thirteen. Thirteen hundred. Thirteen. Thirteen hundred RP, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, but I think that would, and they I think they could chromas. justify it, yeah. right? Also, it would be interesting because he would, because they rev share all the skins, and so like Faker would just get additional money theoretically because I'm sure Faker's on board with this. Yeah, yeah. I mean I feel like it's like who could complain about that, right? So I think you go Yone unkillable Demon King style. Or like you have to pick something that looks really cool like that. That looks cool, yeah. 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 Very good. Ari? Uh, Ari from the chat. If we're going off what he Faker, plays Kali. Kali if it's this year. A Kali? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah, because it has to be something that was played in the finals, right? You should just make Faker a champion. Just <laughs> yeah. Honestly, put Faker, Faker in the game. Uh, unveiled, <laughs> yes. Uh, he just gets At his own. At this point, not a bad idea. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, thank you so much. Anything you want to shout you. out here at the end? Uh, my brother. He's a good guy. Natural Ninja. Hey. Natural Ninja. Shout He's out. a mod on your show, and he does great. He does great work. Thank you so much. Thank you. Of yes. All right. So time for our next guest to make it down. Raise your hand if you would like to make it onto the show. Mark's going to have to get his, these are, it's a, a giant sort of stadium seating theater. So Mark's going to get a bunch of stairs climbing in this way. And actually he's only going to the second row. So I guess uh, <laughs> he's just going to be extra lazy about it. Okay. Anyway, Emily Rand. Yo. We, we just have to uh, fill right now. How's the, what's the, the vibe on the analyst desk been lately? What's the vibe like on the analyst desk for you oh, at Worlds? Oh, it's, it's super cool. Yeah. Like, uh, I get to work with so many amazing people. and You're a little quiet if you can get the microphone sorry. a little closer. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I really enjoy it. I am floored and honored that I'm still here 
and the people I get to work with are just so amazing. So yeah. it's really great. Ooh. Oh, Shout out to Emily Rand. Emily's been getting so much attention uh, at, at Worlds, and I've just seen her ego inflating. She just walks around, tells other people they need to get out of her way. It's been, uh, it's been wild. Okay, Mark, did you find somebody? Nobody followed you. Yeah, come on down. There we go. Sometimes they don't follow. Let's you have go. to like drag them down here. Okay, yeah, don't step on anything. You're good, you're good, yes. Welcome, Hello. welcome. Hello. What is your name? My name's Jacob. I came over from Dallas. I'm excited to see y'all. Awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Dallas. Woo. Okay. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So my take is that of the three supposed teams that are in talks with Doublelift, according to LCS Wulu on Twitter. Wait, which, which is, ones did he say? He said that it was EG, Cloud9, and Team Liquid. I think none of them should take him. Interesting. Okay. Did he, he tweeted this, yes? Yeah, LCS Wulu tweeted okay, it yeah, okay, earlier yeah. today. Oh wait, LC, oh, wait, you said LCS. LCS not Wulu, not the LEC Wulu. Okay. Yes. I would, I, so LA, we should give credit. Yeah. LEC Wulu was the one that said he said, he's going to yeah. come back. LCS Wulu said those teams. Yeah. I will say respectfully to LCS Wulu that my sources have <laughs> implied that it's not those teams, okay. um, or at least not all of those teams. Anyway, um... Uh, no offense, LCS Wulu. Maybe just different sources. Okay. Which, okay. which, which ones did your sources yeah. say? What? My yeah. sources? Uh, it's big. It's clear. <laughs> Stay tuned. Okay. What um, color are but the of logos? those three teams, I don't think any of them should take him. Oh, okay. Why not? Uh, so going through them, I think that both EG and Cloud9 have very powerful AD carries that have room to go. Assume, and this is all assuming that no, because you know, massive roster changes can you, happen. You can bring the mic up. Sorry, massive roster changes can happen, but assuming that Cloud9 could keep Berserker and Danny stays with EG, I think both Berserker, he may have fumbled a bit here in Worlds, but he's shown a lot of mechanical prowess, and I think he could really be a powerful player going forwards for the Cloud9 organization as like a keystone player. And I have a similar thoughts about Danny. He's an NA resident, he's a rookie, he has a lot of hype behind him, he's a very powerful team fight player, and I think committing to him, if they are not exploding the roster, would be a smart move if they could. And with TL, they are supposedly going a budget roster, and I feel like if they were gonna go for double lift, they would have to blow up the rest of their roster if they were still gonna go budget to the degree where I don't think it would be worth it. Especially when they have such powerful academy talent in Yeon. I think Yeon is an incredibly good AD carry. And that I don't think you should explode the rest of your budget in what is supposed to be a budget year while the LCS is apparently having salaries drop on double lift. All right. Okay. Lots to dig in there. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. Uh, finally, a topic I can talk about. Uh, Peter. Yeah, I was gonna say, you guys take this one more than me. No, no. We're gonna <laughs> go Wait, do this. You, you're, the L, you're an LCS analyst. Mark, <laughs> Mark and I will start. Um, yeah, we'll ask you for your power rankings after this. Okay. Uh, no. So, so Emily Rand is uh, very afraid of power rankings. Just so everybody knows. I will <laughs> walk off the stage. Yes. Um, Okay, so one, how would you feel about EG if if Danny does not come back in like a starting role next year? Because like I'm not, it's unclear at this time if that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't know. And it, it does seem like super iffy and everything. I don't know. I think it, it could make sense, but EG's roster from what it seems is already like they spent a decent bit of money for this upcoming year. 
And I don't think it would make budget sense if they were keeping everyone else. Like, you know there has to be massive amounts of potential money they could be throwing away if they were going to sell off JoJo Pion or Impact right now. Sure. I, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like in a year where everyone's trying to squeeze their budgets that it would be worth it because they have a lot of hype in there. Like, Jojo Pion has already been a very successful player from a brand perspective. His Twitter account is immensely popular. Well, sorry, why do you think it's either Doublelift or Jojo? I don't think it's either Doublelift or Jojo. But what I think is these teams want to have keystone players that fans can connect with. And I feel like that has a financial value of having players that people actually care about. And I think JoJo is one of those players that people, because he has sassy tweets and he's a new and up-and-comer powerful thing, where I don't think the extra cost that's added to people's salaries from that is justified for okay. hiring someone gotcha. like Double if it was well, a massive gotcha. personality. What if they just fired their entire or let their entire coaching staff go and all that money just goes to double it? <laughs> yeah, he can be the, the coach too if you need to justify the cost. He's coach double if player coach. Are they gonna have anyone who's on we, the roster? We also now? don't know so I think that all I think salaries are gonna dramatically fall this offseason. Yeah. And I think that if you are a veteran like Double If coming back, you have to understand that you are not gonna be probably making the same amount of money that you were making as you when you left. Hmm. And so I don't know like I'll probably do my people have been bugging me about doing my like predictions video or something like that. But uh, one thing I can say is I think um, I think that the 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 value these <laughs> in this offseason is probably going to actually be in these veterans mm. where where a lot of people I'm hearing a lot of people saying like we're going to go find like the next berserker <laughs> as if that's just a thing you can choose to do um uh but like that and so I think a lot of teams are looking in that direction or they're looking at what CLG did they are not necessarily looking to mm. try to do for instance what TL did previously so that's actually crushing the, the costs of bringing in these like big names. And so I don't think that the costs are perhaps as high as you might anticipate for somebody like Doublelift. I would anticipate Bjergsen sees like a dramatic salary decrease year over year, that type of stuff. But like Doublelift has to compete against the cost he could make from streaming. And that's not going to change. I think Peter, this is not from you a conversation. You think he would take a pay cut in order yeah, to... This is not a conversation, not from a conversation <laughs> so. I've had with Peter. Mm -hmm. But I think what... Peter did was he had to do co-streaming for the past two years and just sit there and get angry as he's like I'm I'm better than that ADC oh I could have won that team fight oh I would have won that lane and so I do not think that it is uh, perhaps money that is motivating Peter to come back watching NA mentally broke him is what you're saying I, don't, I think he's, he's like, Mark <laughs> Emily yo of the teams let's say Peter does come back which team do you think would be the best fit for him? There's the three that we already yeah. talked about here. Is there another one that you think jumps out as like, oh, if you ignore some of the log logistical issues, this team would make the most sense to me? I don't think it would be TL. Mm -hmm. uh, he could reunite with Core if they keep Core. <laughs> they could. Uh, but I think uh, the point about, like, I've been watching TL's academy team for a while. I think Yon is actually really good. Um, and if you've listened to him, he's also quite ambitious, uh, which is very nice as well. And he also, I believe, is fluent in Korean, which would allow him to get along with Core. I know they did a lot of internal scrimming uh, at TL as well, so they're very familiar with each other. Um, and then 
EG is a bit weird. How do you feel about Kauri? Because you didn't mention him. So I mean, I, I, I think Kauri's okay. Like, I, I don't know because... Like, honestly, they've had a few weeks at, at, at most to prepare for Worlds, so I really can't know what Kauri would look like with, like, several months of experience with a roster. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he could, he could hypothetically work. I've I, I, I seen that he does have some pop-off moments, but I'm not fully sold. Yeah, I so, I mean, I think C9 should stick with Berserker, obviously. Yeah. Yes, uh, please. <laughs> that kid is cracked. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I already said about TL. So, like, of the three mentioned, I guess EG, but, like, I'm not really Well, I think Mark's I'm asking really anybody, any team. Is there anyone else, even, though, even one's uh, not listed? I mean, there are probably teams that could use an AD, but I'm, uh, I'm sure, sure plenty they, of teams yeah, would want yeah, him. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Nothing, like, jumps out to mind. So I, uh, oh, go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, I think EG actually does make a lot of sense, assuming that you can shed some salary around. They had a pretty big coaching staff, and I, I like a lot of those guys, but I can see a world where EG's like, all right, well, we can't shed the player contracts because mm -hmm. they're all really good, and we don't want to just dip out on Inspired, who we invested a lot into. JoJo's obviously incredible, Impact, Vulcan. Uh, so if you're trying to drop costs, I can see coaching, as well as if you trade Cowrie for cash incentives or something, and then you can bring Doublelift in, and you are kind of a super team, but you're one that already existed this entire year for the yeah. most part. Like, I can see a world where that makes sense, where everyone else, to Travis's point, is probably not going to be doing this. Like, you could position yourself as the favorites for LCS, um, and assuming Peter is willing to take a pay cut, then it might not be that bad, uh, mm. as opposed to last year, probably, when the, the bubble had not quite burst, so to speak. I will say one thing is, with salaries dropping, how much are you really going to get for Kauri? Like... He hasn't had a, uh, he hasn't had a bad performance. He's he's done reasonably well for, but I feel like some of the higher end teams are not going to jump for Cowrie. They already are more settled up, and I don't think like a Dignitas is going to drop enough money to make sense or any of the. I don't think many lower teams would really pay enough. Yeah, because buyouts Cowrie also cratered to so. actually make it make sense. Yeah, uh, qu two quick questions for our analysts. Yo. Um. So. I have seen mixed reactions to Doublelift coming back. Even in Twitch chat right now, a lot of people are like, oh, he was washed in his last split. <laughs> like, who would even want him? The funniest comments to me are like the, I watched them all go one and five. I need to come back and show them how to go zero six. No. <laughs> Those comments are so funny. Oh, that's actually, that is actually that's, really good. Uh, that's good. But I'm, I, I guess the question to both of you is, should Doublelift come back? Like, do you guys think that he could still bring it back and that he could be good and that team should want him? Or do you think that, you know, no, no team should be even interested because he's washed or whatever based off of what some of his critics have said? <laughs> I kind of want to zigzag on this question. And I'm just wondering, because uh, the way you talked about Peter watching LCS reminded me of this stream that the Shy did on the LCK broadcast where Cloud Templar was desperately trying to get him to admit that he made the same mistakes that he was absolutely eviscerating mm. other top laners for. And I would like to see that, actually. <laughs> Just as an aside, it reminded me. Um, as for whether Peter should come back, I think if he has the drive and ambition and wants to, there's no reason why he shouldn't. He seemed kind of burnt out and done uh, at the at the end before he like didn't end up on a team. But if there's the guarantee that he like actually really wants to come back, then I don't see any reason why he wouldn't 
be able to easily have the skill that he once had. That, that's my feeling too. Is the league's better when double lifts in it more or less, you know, like I, as long as he is willing to put the work in and, you know, and that seems to be the case whenever he comes back, he comes back pretty hungry. Uh, he's done it twice. Right. Yeah. yeah. He did. He did it twice. Yes. Uh, he took. He took spring split off twice. Well, he didn't really take. He took spring, spring split, split off, off twice. <laughs> he t- yeah. Yeah. He unofficially took it off. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think when, when Peter's motivated, he's really good. So if he's motivated, like hell yeah, bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Any Thank shout you. outs you want to have here at the end? Um. Uh, I would like to shout out my partner Kaylee, and I would like. Uh, to thank y'all for coming down here and doing the tour. Thank you to Chipotle and Grubhub for making it happen. Sponsor There we go. Love love those cheers. Wow. You guys are great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You need to leave it. Yeah, right there is fine. All right. Speaking of our sponsors, I think it is time for us to have something uh, brought to the stage. Yeah, Mark, if you want to go start scouting, you can do that. Whoa, wait, there's food. Thank you. Yeah. Drew just enjoys coming out and uh, having, having people cheer for him. Uh, we have Grubhub adding some dessert, getting delivered by Drew here to our table. So thank you to Grubhub. Uh, so thank you so much to Grubhub for sponsoring the show. They have been fantastic to work with. Go for the win. Go for Grubhub. Uh, right now in the chat, you can do exclamation Grubhub. If you do, you will get the code, and people can continue to use this code uh, <coughs> now through November 3rd. TG Atlanta, TG Atlanta to get $5 off your Grubhub order of $10 or more. We all love Grubhub. With Grubhub, by the way, with their guarantee, the Grubhub guarantee, your food delivery just got better. You can get your food delivered on time at the lowest prices, guaranteed, or they'll make it right. Thank you so much to Grubhub for being a sponsor of our world's tour. It's, it's been fantastic to be able to make it out to all these events, and we wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't for them uh, coming in to sponsor the show. So they've been a fantastic partner. Really appreciate it, uh, having them on. Also, should we just, Mark, do you think we should just pull Shocks up early and then she can just yes. hang out? We'll do one more and then we'll grab Shocks and Shocks and Emily can hang can out together for a bit. No, 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 you're hanging out for a while. Uh, okay, where's our where's our person? We'll kick me off too and then we'll bring Ashley on and we'll do a four-person interview. Oh yeah, shout out to a couple of... And Fionn can come on too. We'll do a fi- like a five-person interview. Where's our audience member? Yeah. Oh, sorry. You can, you can come down now. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for you to finish the read. And oh, yeah, you're good, you're good. Uh, no, we've got some special guests in the audience today. We have Jay LaRay of TikTok fame. Uh, she's Woo! covering her eyes. Uh, we have Ashley Kang, Fionn. Uh, my good pal Ovi is maybe somewhere around here hiding. I don't know. Uh, maybe he's out getting a drink. Okay, anyway, uh, welcome to the show. You can grab the microphone. Uh, Hello. What's your name? Jacob. Jacob. Welcome to the show. Where are you from? Uh, Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia. Oh. Shout out to Northern Virginia. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, what city is there? I don't, is that Richmond? Is uh, I don't know. I actually go to school in Richmond. Okay. So. Oh, very cool. Okay. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? So my take is that um, DRX is going to either 3-0 or 3-1 Genji, purely Ooh. off the back of a Zeka 1v9. Yeah. Um, and if you're not rooting for Deft, you don't have a soul. Oh! <laughs> Emily Rand, you said it was going to be Gen G. Does that mean you're not rooting for Deft? No, I already said I was rooting for okay, Deft. Did you good. not you have, hear the you part have a soul. where I was like, how cool would it be? I know, I Deft know, but you, 
as much as you're rooting the for him. Two LCK titles, two LPL titles, an MSI title. The only thing he doesn't have is a world's title. You are rooting for him. You just don't believe in him. I've seen DRX match up against Gen G a lot this year. Uh, they actually, uh, I don't know how much you want me to save for the desk. Actually, I'm going to shut up because I have a lot I, No, you shouldn't save anything for the desk. That desk, this is, <laughs> bring all your material. It's really right cool. I think, I think you can see the bones of DRX's improvement in one of their games against Gen G specifically, the closest one. It was the Shivana Seraphine draft. Gotcha. Okay. So, sorry, we went off, off uh, topic. Why do you believe so much in DRX? Um, well, first of all, uh, this is if Pioshik and Kingen don't giga int, but um, assuming, I just think that they're going to get Silas. I think it's too, there's too much to get rid of to not get rid of Silas, and I think Zeka is just the best Silas in the world. I think he's crazy on that champ, and he's going to destroy Chovy, no chance. And uh, I think it's going to be a 3 0, um, just insta. Insta win. Fastest series of worlds. Fastest series at worlds? Wait. Wow. Your, didn't your take start with it'll Isn't either be a 3-0 or 3-1? Yeah, but I changed my mind. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is what happens. The audience just like hypes like, people yeah, up. Yeah, and then, they yeah, get and then they're going to win the world. Yeah, they're yeah. never going to drop another game. And yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right. So the Chovy point, immediately I turned to Emily and I was like, has Chovy ever been destroyed? Like he's lost series clearly like mm -hmm. Hanwa last year at worlds. But I don't remember... If he played bad, yeah, I, don't I, can't, think so. I can't. And I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's happened where he's had like a bad game. But even in his like rookie year when he was splitting time with Rather, I can't remember a time where he was like annihilated by an opposing mid. That could just be a bad memory on my part. So. I, I feel like Chovy get, can get outperformed in, over the course of a game, but it's yeah. rarely like, oh, I, I got killed a bunch. Or I got, I fell super far behind in lane phase consistently, or, or anything like that. He he is the god of, of laning. Okay, so let's set aside Chovy because that was clearly just to get the audience reaction. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. What do you what do you think about the other stuff, Emily? Uh, so around where Zeka will be like the point, I guess, through which DRX will like do well and mm -hmm. beat Genji. That was your your thesis. Um, and then the caveat was provided that. The top side doesn't end, right? Okay, cool. Uh, so I think, again, the coolest thing to me about this DRX team is not just Zeka's improvement, which I think I myself did not believe initially in, even watching him throughout the season, because I also watched him in LPL. Those games are pretty rough, not going to lie. Um, so the fact that he has improved that much demonstrably is just awesome. Like, you always want to see that. Uh, so that's really cool. I think DRX's strengths at this world championship and things that they've improved on since I saw them in LCK as a team that we weren't really expecting to be here. Um, shout out to that KT series. It still breaks my heart. Uh, but I think it's really cool how the team has kind of come together, how they've been, they have actually been able to play through sides with, with top, which kind of surprised both me and Chronicler on the desk, by the way. Um, and then... Pioshik is communicating a lot better with his lanes. And I also really love DRX's approach to draft. I think it's very creative. I think they have a lot of creative picks that they then force their opponents to, you know, kind of have to respond to. So I think if DRX win, obviously it will come from a massive Zeka performance, but I actually think the keys to victory for them are 
through uh, Pioshek being able to enable his lanes and for them to have a pushing bot that they match up against uh, Gen G. And even then, that game I mentioned, DRX were actually in a winning position. And Gen G are just so remarkable in their like mid to late game team fight setups <laughs> that it, it will be very difficult for them, I think. By the way, Chronicler in the chat, back to the Chovy thing, says Chovy definitely has invisible games, but he doesn't get stomped. So okay, good. Yeah. Thanks, Mel. Shout out, shout out to Appreciate Chronicler. That. Love chat. you. Um, so the thing that I find really interesting is that, like, with DRX getting better, it feels like the players themselves have different strengths. Like Zeka is much more about out of lane individual outplay versus Chovy, like being a perfect laner or whatever. Uh, Zeka has the most solo kills in groups and knockouts. He has nine total, um, but eight of those are out past 15, out of lane phase. Uh, Chovy has zero throughout the tournament solo kills, which is surprising. Hasn't solo killed anyone, uh, but he's an absolute god at team fighting DPM and like every other stat you care about, you know? So like, mm -hmm. it, it's a very interesting like stylistic difference, but both are absolutely like critical to their team success. And that, that's how I feel about almost every position where like there are differences, but like, where they stack up is important. Like obviously Deft and Barrel are super important for how they play. They have weird picks. Guess what? So does Ruler and Lehens. <laughs> like you see Singe, like there's absolutely gonna be, like Heimer's gonna get through, someone's gonna play some weird shit into it and it's gonna work or it's not gonna work and the game's gonna hinge solely on that weird support counter pick probably. Uh, the top sides are mostly weak side but they're not just tanks. Like they'll play Camille when the game is right for it not because they wanna slam their lane with Camille. So like if you're against an Ezreal, it's like, oh, this is a good Camille angle so I can lock it down or, or something like that, you know? Like it's, it's the team stuff that decides when they do this. So like, I feel like they're actually super similar, like macro-wise, but individually they, they do things very differently. So I, I think it's a really close series actually. Uh, I don't think DRX is gonna 3-0, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's hard to bet against the players who are best in their role in, t in the world in two positions. I would say Ruler and Chovy are the best in, in the world at their spots. I think you could argue that like on certain champions, Zek is better. I don't know why they wouldn't ban them. That just seems like ego to me to be like, okay, I've watched him shit on everyone in the tournament so far with these picks, but that won't happen to me. And then like, oh, it happened to me again. So I, I do hope they like actually start with those bans and see if like they're forced to let them go to Zeka later. Any, any rebuttals? Um, I just think one of the things, I feel like you probably should be banning Heimer at some point against Beryl and Aatrox against, because like King and... That's like what he looks good on, and I don't know. I just think that Silas could get banned, but I think if it doesn't get banned, it will be really strong in Zeka's hands, and I just think Barrel is going to also, with Insane Champ Pool, just going to help as well. well. I don't know. We'll see how things go. Either way, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, anything <laughs> you would like to shout out? Um, uh, shout out to my dad for coming to watch Worlds with me. Hey! <laughs> That's super cool. And um, shout out to Grubhub and Chipotle. Awesome. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Fantastic. Okay. We want to we bring Shocks on as well? Fine. Okay. Woo. Let's okay. go. <laughs> should, should, how are we going to... Does she get the blue chair and then? Can, I mean, they can share the the couch. You can you can sit on the couch, I guess. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll you guys can share the, the couch. I'll sink into the middle of this couch. This is a... This I is a three-person couch. Okay. Yeah, she spilled. You can't take me anywhere. No, it was fantastic because right before this, Mark's like, "You're always worried about people spilling," uh, that's and why then you don't Emily literally spills. I was talking right about there. people kicking things on the ground. Uh, yeah, that's, that's yours. Yeah, you guys could share this for now. That's fine. Yes. That's well, fine. 
Okay, hello, Shox. Welcome to the show. Hello. How, how has uh, Worlds been for you? Uh, really, really amazing. Uh, as Emily said, uh, this always happens at Worlds, but like after groups and quarters, th there's just a crash because they are so intense. And I think it was even more so because it was in New York. So you almost feel like you have to do something every day, you know, go for dinner, see the sights. Yeah. This makes you tired. But Worlds has been amazing. Are Thank you me. saying you don't go to Atlanta and feel the same way about seeing sights? Uh, I do, but I'm a little bit burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, last night, because you were supposed to make I it I went to, to a, a dive bar, the, uh, the, yes. north, the north side tavern where they played live blues. <laughs> uh, Mark, Mark claimed to me that you were uh, dodging him. Uh, because you were supposed what? to make it to our dinner last night. <laughs> didn't show up for Hotline League no. last week. Didn't show up for dinner last night. That's true. Yesterday was a ditch, though, for sure. But not because of you. <laughs> um, I was just. Well, we had a great dinner without you. Uh, All right. Fine. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't invited, so I stand with That's Emily. a Travis question. I, I, I got invited after I landed on two minutes after. Yeah, yeah, once Shox was out, it just became like a TGI Worlds production team tour. Yeah. You were having dinner with Ashley. Yes. Yeah, you're fine. We have three, we have you had another media personality who was able to, oh, yeah. to assist. I said, that's okay. Ashley and I had a great dinner. Yeah, Thanks fantastic. Thanks for not inviting me. Uh. <laughs> but wait, it, it wait, was didn't, we, didn't we get dinner? Yeah, we got dinner oh, yeah, the night before. The night before, yeah. In oh the Mai Tai place. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. All right, anyway, uh, sh I don't know. Uh, do you have any questions for Shocksmark? How, how are you feeling? Was there any of the crash related to... Rogue getting slapped? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it would help if there's more teams to root for. I did have some hope. I do agree with the notion that like they matched into JDG better than maybe some other teams, but we're still talking about a big difference here. Um, yeah, it always sucks when you have no one to root for, but you guys always go through it, so I just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well, we had it. somebody earlier who said if you're not rooting for Deft, you don't have a soul. That's so. true. I guess you just hop on no. the deaf train. I think there's a, there's a wealth of uh, storylines, though. And I, obviously, I don't know the game as well as someone like Emily. Um, so my uh, currency is storylines. And I think we have no shortage of those going into uh, the semifinals. JDG is like redemption story all around. We have T1, uh, Faker, but also Zeus, I think, which even like Gumayush, there's like a lot of interesting stories that often get overlooked, I think, because of Faker being on T1. Um, Gen G, of course, and yeah, the Deft storyline is larger than life. Um, and my favorite interview, I think, of a lot of worlds. Yeah, it's really yeah, yeah, no, that, was I, that was a fun phenomenal one. interview. Uh, so who do you individually then root for? Because we all said who we think is going to win or who we're rooting oh, for. Who root Travis for? copied people's answer, as always. Not original thought in that head. <laughs> I'm just a giant copy pasta uh, <laughs> as a person. I don't know. It's hard because I don't like I don't. I would say obviously for Deft, I think I, get, I do agree with the notion that you do not have a soul if you don't root for him because it's just so insane. But I don't know. I really like the fact that 369 came out and said, oh, I don't actually like playing that much <laughs> or I don't play that much. He's like LPL wonder, but then well, a little more successful right now. Um, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, I think DRX for sure. But I don't. Yeah, I don't have that faith that they're going to 3-0 or 3-1, but I do think they're going to give it, make it harder than it was when they met in the LCK. And Worlds is all about how much you can improve, and we saw that time and time again. I mean, just look back at EDG winning last year, right? What Not a lot of people would have said that, even up to the moment where they smashed the last Nexus. Um, so it's all about how you can improve and how you can perform. <laughs> is that an EDG fan? 
All right. Actually, I so. I will change I will change my answer on who I'm rooting for. Okay. Because I just thought about this. JDG not accepted any of my interview requests. Uh, DRX not request uh, accepted any of my interview requests. Uh, Gen G accepted one of them because I got the the peanut interview. Let's go. T1 when they were in LA invited me to the Red Bull Studios to interview all of them. Woo! And. Uh, and so now I'm I'm a T1 fan. Um, I think that's what it is. My <laughs> it's directly correlated to how much access I get to the team. Um, you know, because that's how I learned who to root for. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Mark, I think it's time for us to pull a member of the audience. Are we doing a five-person call? Sure. Let's go. Uh, why you not? You can kick me off if you want. No, no, no. You you All hang right. out for a couple. If anything, if we, have we should any kick ta- Travis Any off. takes about any yeah. broad takes about the yeah. West. <laughs> yeah, you can kick me out. Who cares? So no. You can do All the right. ad read. I'm gonna go um, that corner this time since I skipped okay. it. Fantastic. Uh, have you had a chance, Shocks, to enjoy Atlanta much? Have well, you done anything? You, you went to the Al Aquarium, right? What? You went to the aquarium. Yeah, I went to the aquarium, um, which was apparently controversial. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay, we won't talk about that then. <laughs> um, went to Northside Tavern, listened to some blues, played some arcade games. Oh, we went to see Pusha T and Baby Tate randomly. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was really amazing. We met them also. Awesome. Really amazing. And Raz was there with Yasuo hosting the whole shindig. In a beautiful tier, they're called the Tabernacle. Um, it was wonderful. I think Atlanta has a lot of character, like just from the singular places that I've seen. And I'd love to spend more time, but I think we're all a little bit more COVID scared than we were, <laughs> even though we just came from New York. Yeah. Um, well, it's like there's a it's like there's a bit of a delay between quarters and semis, but then worlds, there's like always a bunch of stuff that happens right before. Sorry, for the finals. There's a bunch of stuff that happens beforehand, like events and all that yeah. stuff. So, um, yeah, it is it is kind of this weird break and then they you know start you but start the, doing those we saw stuff. the arena today um, oh yeah is it cool obviously we've never been to the state farm arena in atlanta yeah, or have really you cool. nice. yeah, it's really dope it looks really gorgeous and it's i think uh you know after new york i think it was the same also from going to groups to quarters nothing really changed so i yes. think this is going to be an awesome reset i mean that was a smaller venue it was nice though this is a much bigger venue it's huge so uh, I'm excited to be in a, in a bigger venue. Okay, we have somebody coming down right now, I'll joining us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just you, avoid you the uh, cables these. as you walk you onto the stage. One, yes, yes. Yes. Welcome to the show. Uh, Hello. What is your name? Um, I'm Alex. Alec. Is it Alex or Alec? Alex. Alex. Okay, and where are you joining us from? Um, I'm from Atlanta, actually. Atlanta! <laughs> And what is your take this evening? Uh, my take is that the barrier to entry for Excellent. like uh, the barrier to entry for people who are not already into the league professional scene is m- probably too high to allow the kind of pro scene to expand the way we want it to. Okay, so is this for getting? Is this specifically for fans or professional pl- like getting new professional players in? It's specifically for fans. Okay, fans. Okay. Do you want to elaborate on this? Because there's a, a launcher article on Washington Post that came out this week that yeah, was kind so of I, like I that. I thought it was interesting because it does tie in, but then she, she had a specific thing. Yeah, yeah. so um, actually, um, I'm not super into, le- uh, uh, into the league scene myself. My sister, Delfino, I don't know if you know her, but yes. she's super into like... A member of the Name and Podcast. Yeah, yes. she's super oh. into the league scene. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm here with my cousin who is actually knows nothing about league at all. Yes. Um, so... <laughs> Like, we just, to prepare her to watch anything at all, we just had to do, like, a two-hour-long presentation about 
This is what the map looks like. Really? This okay. This is Midlane. Is this like with on PowerPoint or whatever? Yeah, this was like a PowerPoint. You created a PowerPoint presentation yes, we made a PowerPoint and gave presentation. a lecture on how to that's incredible. I knew what was happening. That's sick. I don't know. I I feel like yeah, you should have to take like an undergraduate course to follow League of Legends. I think that's not that yeah. bad. <laughs> it was actually made by Delfino, so uh, it'll probably be posted on her uh, Twitter. Nice. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. And make sure your microphone is just a little closer to you. Okay, yeah. okay. Because uh, Twitch chat, they like to complain. Anyway, um, okay, so uh, you and it's, it's literally just like, how can you get anybody in? Is your opinion that what, who would you like to be... Uh, to have brought in? Are they people who don't play League of Legends at all? Are they very casual League of Legends players? Like, where do you think the line should be? I think the spectrum is a little bit like, there's a, a spectrum of like, um, people who know a lot about League, people who play League with their friends, like, let's get an ARAMS for like, once every two weeks and let's play. And also people who know nothing about League, and kind of, if, for example, if you take soccer for Atlanta United, um, if you just played soccer in like middle school, you can go to Atlanta United game and you, you know what's happening. You can get into the spirit. You kind of can understand what's going on on, on the field. You, they make a goal, you cheer. If they lose the goal, you don't. Um, but if you're watching league, even with like, um, even if you just play A rounds, you, there's one team fight, two team fights going on every game. It's, you don't really understand what's going on. And so it's really hard to get excited about something like that. Shock! Shock's asking if she wrote the article. So I have one follow-up question before I pass my mic off. And she has a lot of thoughts. So my, my one question is like, have you watched all the games or like what's been the thing that you've enjoyed the most, if at all, or are you like all of this sucks? <laughs> is, is there something that like you can be like, that was good, I want more of that, or like, is there anything that was a success case for you? Yeah, so I kept up with the, I watched most of the NA games, um, so that was a bit. <laughs> okay, I, I no, see the no problem. You came I see away. the problem here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I did like watch highlights, and so I remember on Twitter, I, I was working during like the week of um, like the quarterfinals, but I remember everyone talking about like the quarterfinal series was really interesting. Um, so I did end up watching that afterwards, um, but I wasn't able to kind of like, I, it wasn't something that I would take work off for to watch because I wasn't really invested in anything. Gotcha. Do you, uh, quick question, do you, how invested were you in the storylines? The storylines are a lot more interesting to me because I don't know much about the meta, I don't know much about like what picks are good into what, but knowing, watching Chovy go against like, Zeka, that's a storyline that's interesting. Someone new versus like someone established. That's something you can get behind no matter if you under really understand the game or not. Yep. All right, Emily, we'll unleash you now. Oh, okay. All right, cool. I'll so be back I have in 10 so minutes. many takes about this. Uh, I do want to ask you one thing though before, because I might veer off into like kind of a rant. Um, are you a fan of any like professional sports teams? I'm actually not a fan of like professional sports leagues in general. Okay, I cool. I was more into like the Olympics and like that side of professional athletics. All right, cool. That's awesome. Uh, one of my favorite sports is figure skating, actually, which is kind of similar. Um, all right, so <laughs> strap in, because I had a conversation with my friends, and I actually pulled out the conversation so I could remember what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> I basically started to think about, because uh, for people that don't know, like I said, I'm a figure skating fan. I'm also like a massive Red Sox fan, because I'm from Boston. 
And uh, you can boo me if you want, I don't care. You can clap also. We didn't do that great this year. Uh, um, so I, I basically was thinking about like what it is because people automatically always compare it to traditional sports fandoms as opposed to a different fandom, right? Like of a, a singer or a group or something like that. Um, so I basically said, I don't know if it's because people generally hold traditional sports fandoms in a different quote unquote, more serious light for some reason. But when you actually think about why you're a fan of traditional sports, a lot of it comes down to an emotional connection with a player due to either shoulder content and or geolocation. So when I'm truly thinking about why I'm a Red Sox fan, the crux of it is that I grew up in Boston. My mom took me to a bunch of games. So it was something that made us close when we didn't have a really great relationship when I was growing up. Um, we watched stuff about individual players, thought it was hilarious when like Pedro Martinez got duct taped into the, <laughs> in the dugout, All right, that was really cool. So like just uh, my, my point here is basically that the reason why I loved the Red Sox is because I formed emotional attachments through them, right? So through it, I got to be closer to my mom and through it, I also got to know these really cool like player stories. And so I did actually end up loving baseball for better, for worse. Uh, but that came after the emotional connection, right? So I think when people are really critical of how we should get people into league, yes, I do think the barrier of entry to understanding the game on like a high level might be very high, right? But that's not why I think people end up watching things initially. And so the automatic response, I think, is always to be like, the game itself is super complicated. Should we make it more accessible? And yes, I think that's part of it. But more people are going to give a shit about Deft crying on stage as the whole audience is singing him happy birthday after he wins a match that he was not technically supposed to win against his old teammates rather than, you know, uh, knowing what even happened in that game, right? So if you want to lambast the English language broadcast for anything, I would say that it's to do a better job. And I'm calling myself out here too. I've called myself out several times for trying to do a better job on the LCS about this, is to actually bring player narratives to the forefront more than anything else. Because I think that emotional connection is super valuable. And now I'm done, so I talk too much. No, I think she's so right. I, I have, I, <laughs> wait, let's shock in. I, uh, I, I, so it's funny because Emily, Emily, I think said a lot of what um, I was thinking as well, but I'd like to kind of extend it a little bit by also saying, I think that the way that League of Legends esports right now is structured does not lend itself to doing what Emily says is very important, right? Yeah. If the whole point is, you want people to get into League of Legends, I think it's important to be able to show them, a pre like if you're showing a presentation, you want to be able to be like, the ne Nexus explodes, and that's like a, the end of the game, and people team fight and all that stuff. But I think, I agree, that the really compelling stories are how you get people to care, and how does Riot right now tell those really compelling stories? Shoulder content. Well, the shoulder content that right now they've been releasing after a player's already been eliminated. Hey, they released Shoulder guys... today, and then they got flamed for for like cursing him. So yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So they finally released. So they've been. If you don't know, they've been releasing these player documentaries, 
and today is the first day that they released one, or was it yesterday? Yeah, it was t like early morning. I don't uh, yeah, know yeah, that they released one uh, for a player that's still in the tournament, which was Chovy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, but before that, they've been releasing all these documentaries after the fact. Also, think about it this way: LOL Esports has two international events a year, but other than those international events, you are like supposed to be really narrowed in on the league that happens like in your region. I think that's good. We can also debate whether or not, for instance, the LCS does the best job of like making you care about the players that are in the LCS, but let's just set that aside for now. I think what is really weird, especially for Western fans, who our teams often don't go that far, is that you're just sort of expected to suddenly show up and watch this tournament, and hopefully you've been watching LCK and LPL a ton throughout the rest of the year while also watching your own league. Otherwise, you're not gonna naturally know the narratives of those teams going in. So like once your Western teams get eliminated or whatever team from your region, like how are you supposed to know a lot of this stuff? Now, Emily and the rest of the folks on the desk, I think do a good job of trying to get those, st those stories going, but they're telling them like when the show's already gone or like during the middle of the tournament, in between where people are usually getting up and doing something else and like you're, you're supposed to download it all then, there's not like a lot of like video assets or whatever. Riot used to release like documentaries before the start of Worlds. They did a really good job of telling you like stories about the main, uh, like m the biggest players from each region going into the event. And I think that did a good job of making you care a lot about this stuff. The other thing is they kind of just like immediately start these international events and there's no chance for anybody to really create any content, including Riot themselves uh, with any of these players beforehand. So like one of the things that I advocated for a couple months ago was please allow, create like a media day where like, we, like the media can show up and the teams can show up and Riot can show up and create a ton of content with these folks. Like I released yesterday um, a video that was like just the T1 players trying to guess like American celebrity names. And like people really like that content and they're like, oh, this is so cool, I get to connect with these players. Thank you, thank you. Um, and, uh, and like that, that only happened because T1 like reached out to me ahead of time while they were in LA to make this happen. If everybody showed up for a couple days before the start of Worlds and created all this content and then released it kind of at the start or right at the beginning, there's a chance fans would be like, wow, you know, like Chovy's hilarious, which he's, he's a kind of, not, he's a quiet guy. But, um, <laughs> but like that, that would be really big. So I just think like if Riot wants to have this structure where you're just expected to show up at these two international events and like, not have any of the context beforehand, they need to do a better job of like both themselves telling these stories and two, helping to make sure that other people in the space can tell the stories. Yeah, I think you're all very right. I try to keep it short. I do think there's a subset of people that um, I watch for an emotional connection, but I watch because people, those people are much better than me and that's aspirational for me to watch as a league player and that is an issue because of the player base not growing as exponentially as it was. And I do wonder if like six years ago, because six years league was so big, it still is huge of course, right? But maybe specifically North America. And when you see other games, I compare it to something like, okay, Ninja. Ninja exploded, right? And he took any and all media opportunity, which some people should say you don't have to do all of it. But I wonder if more was done in that age when it was so incredibly big. And I'm sure there were invitations for Jimmy Kimmel and I don't know what and everything to keep pushing that. Because, yes, this is a sport that is 13 years old when it comes to League of Legends. But, you know, it's never going to be as, like fed to the mouth from birth like football is in America, you know what I mean? So 
I wonder if that is gone and if there, it's really hard to recapture that to your point also because indeed if you don't really understand it like Counter-Strike which I have the uh, which I'm lucky enough to cover as well you can understand that instantly right um, but the storytelling point it's so hard because as broadcasters we know this we get flamed to oblivion for talking too much about player stories and leaning into the narrative and I think we never do it enough and it's hard because our echo chamber is like the people on Reddit, but those are also the people that watch every single broadcast, type in every single Twitch chat, watch every single hotline league, and are like, I've heard you talk about Reckless seven times already, but everyone else hasn't, hopefully. You know what I mean? So it's hard because we're trying to, on the broadcast, that's the only thing I can speak to, we're trying to cater to the 20% people, maybe even 15, you know, the super tuned in people who watch every game, who are super fans, which we absolutely love, but who are not just gonna be excited about hearing about Deft storyline for the 70th time and want a jungle breakdown. Um, but we can't always just do the jungle breakdowns because, you know, there are also people who, like um, your friends, just watch for the first time. So we have to kind of spoon feed some things at all and it's, it's complicated. <laughs> How many people here have been watching League of Legends for longer than five years? Oh my God! So that's awesome. This is the problem, though. Oh. Oh yeah, we need for new those people. who do not see, I don't know if we got the crowd. Yeah, we got it. Crouch up, the, but mostly then everybody raised their it, hand. Yeah, it was like seventy plus percent of the people raised their hand, and that's not a bad thing. I'm not criticizing people for doing it, but it's like you know, if we put a thought out into the world, it's like that's the answer we hear back. And so you and your friends, Alex, we have no fucking clue how to reach you or like what you like and whatnot. So like, <laughs> we we get very biased data as Shox is talking about. We're like, yeah, we put out content and we hit the same storyline twice in a weekend. It's like, shut the fuck shut up. Shut up. <laughs> you know, and you're like. Yeah, yeah. Like, Def made it. Okay, Whatever. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I guess I won't say that again, and I'll just talk about gameplay. And so, like, there is there's, there is a big problem with, like, the, the information we receive. And there's, like, you could argue points in time where, like, you're probably not watching week six of the LCS. You know, like, that person is probably a little bit more hardcore. World's not the case. And, like, I think. Um, but can we use JoJo as a, uh, as a case study? Go for because, it. Because, like, his rise to the top of mind in like LCS as a region has been super, super impressive and should serve as a blueprint. And I don't necessarily think it's because of that much that the broadcast did, right? Because he did a lot of it by himself. And I think this is something that we've tried to say for so long. Um, PGL is something we do in Europe, uh, which is the brainchild of me and Sam, a producer who, who still works on Worlds. But it's specifically to have a place for players to be their authentic selves and talk about the game and their atmosphere and things outside of the game if they want, which has also happened, being, you know, their their struggles, et cetera. Um, and, you know, I feel like we should be able to tap into that more and more and more, uh, specifically on the LCS. But also the stories that Emily so gracefully also shares with us and people like Linda do on Twitter when it comes out of the LPL and the LCK, because it almost seems like they're just like an entity over there. And we treat those players as just those players, the LPL and LCK players, like they don't have their own like drive and emotions and stories, but we just don't know them. And to your point, um, that's where those pieces were very, very helpful from Riot in the past as well, I think, because that's what you want, right? To go back to your point. So Raz is in the chat and he is saying that we have completely failed to address your take in any way, shape or form. So let us know, how, how have we done, how well, have we done? I, I, sorry, you go. Oh, shut up. Like, how has the broadcast and media done in general, or like? No, no. How how have we 
this uh, panel in our done. conversation, how have we done addressing what you're you're thinking about? It pretty well, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Raz. to defend Raz a little bit, I, I see Raz's point about how like four worlds, what should we do yeah. different? We didn't really say anything. We were just like, yeah, tell more stories, I guess. Um, <laughs> do you think so? Th there used to be a uh, beginner-friendly stream. I forget what they called it, but it was like noob stream or noob something. stream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was like for people who were tuning into worlds for the first time to watch that over the main broadcast. But like, you kind of got into this like doomed scenario where it didn't get as much support as the main broadcast, so it felt like you were watching the kitty stream, and so you want to go watch the mainstream. But then because if we wanted to make that good, we have to put a ton of resources into it. But it's only ever going to get a significantly smaller portion than the mainstream. So then why would you invest in this thing that's not so like it was this scenario and that's why I was eventually killed was like no one was happy about it. But I do wonder if there should be more content targeted towards the fact that, you know, more new people are coming to worlds. And I don't think we target that viewer base at all anymore. The international still does that, I think. Sorry, the international still does that, I think, despite I would have to fact check me, but they did it for they have they done had it, it a lot. While, yeah. So they should just do it at least for world finals. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Thank you so much. I, I have a, we were told beforehand, or I was told beforehand by Numi that uh, Delfino wanted to come on the show. And so that I just think it's very funny if you pulled her sibling. <laughs> she, she gave me a take, but it was like a doomer take. <laughs> oh, she, says, she says it wasn't. <laughs> I just think it's very funny that, like, instead you just pulled her sibling. <laughs> what was the take so doomer? This was I, a great I, I question. I forget what it was. It was something about like point. NA shouldn't focus on worlds. Was that something, right? We should focus I, on LCS as fair. an entertainment product instead. For fun region, no. No, but you can do both, <laughs> no, right? No, no, you no, can no, totally no. It do wasn't, both. It wasn't that doomer of a take. But I yeah. feel, well, maybe maybe we get that. It was just because Shocks was here and this felt more like worlds yeah, and, yeah, and more than like NA. It was All right, thank you so much. Anything that you want to shout out? I guess anyone who's uh, watching Worlds or watching Worlds in uh, Atlanta for the first time and is like a resident of Atlanta and just came to watch. Um, and I guess my sister, obviously. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. awesome. Thank, Thank you. you so much. <laughs> Emily, you want to stick around for one more call? Yeah, sure. Or one more, one more person? The caller. Yeah, <laughs> I love it's caller. so cute that you say caller. We still but call. I mean, Mark person. and I make the same. Th We've done 250 of these episodes. You say call a million times. Uh, do we have any European takes as well? I would like to get one of those. You can p keep your hands up if it's not a European take. But at some point, I do want to get like a, a just shock. Just shake shocks. your hand a lot if you have a European. They speak take. with a European accent. Yeah, yeah. They're they're one country, right? <laughs> <laughs> Off Marcos. A European accent. Wow. Okay, I always the, need to fill the country um, of Europe. But I, I have shocks here, and shocks you, you host sometimes, so why don't you just fill with Emily right now? Oh, great. Um, so, um, yeah, I wonder who's going to be on the desk this weekend since, uh, unfortunately, Azale's out. I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, who could be on the desk this weekend? Emergency yeah. coming in. We'll I want, oh, by the way, shout out to the LPL and LCK talent who Riot decides to send home very early. Uh, I wish they were here. Yeah, but I'm same. happy that we have somebody else who can fill in on the analysis. I think actually the desk has been, um, I don't know why, but this world's desk has been a lot more like goofy sometimes. Um, I think in the past that was often this idea of it's the world broadcast. It has to be like super, super serious. And I think this year has found an extremely good blend of being serious when it was needed. Also hitting the narrative, hitting the analysis and also just having cool fun elements and going with the flow. It's because Worlds is taking place in the For Fun region. Uh -huh. So we're having a lot of 
fun. Wow. No, that's, I think a lot of credit goes um, to Dash and to Emily and like chronicler uh, everyone that's been on the desk not me what I'm not oh, a fun your drawings person. make everything better like the bingo oh, wait, board they, they, oh yeah the bingo board i was yeah. like wait you're spoiling something for tomorrow. no i'm not the bingo board <laughs> i have a cool art project yeah nice. it's, it's really the countdown tomorrow is going to be really really fun i'm excited mark zimmerman was asking me earlier if uh i had a brand oh oh no this is your european a take i'm take scared down. All right. Yes, people are already laughing, so this will be interesting. Oh my God, oh I'm scared. God. Yeah. What Audience is this going to be? A big reaction to this. Okay. Hello. Welcome Good to the thing show. I'm wearing a mask. I can just hide my scowl. What is your name? <laughs> Hi, my name is Rodrigo. Rodrigo. And uh, where are you joining us from? Uh, Aruba. Oh, Whoa, fantastic. Wow. <laughs> wow. Are you out here Shout just out. for worlds or? Uh, for worlds and my friend that's here. That lives here. Awesome. That's Welcome. super cool. That's super cool. Uh, well, what would you like to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, it's a bit of a copium take that my okay. friends immediately laughed at me at. So, so uh, I think an LEC team will win worlds in the next three years. <laughs> LEC team. It's all you, Rodrigo, my friend. In the next three years. All right, all right. You know what? I think that deserves. I think that deserves. If our production team is ready, the Chipotle hot take of the night. Let's go! Congratulations. <laughs> this is the. Uh, as as the host, as a North American, I can say that is the most hot take we will have on the show tonight. And so congratulations, you win a uh, Chipotle entree. We'll, remind me, we'll get you hooked up afterwards, and hopefully you'll have enough time before awesome. you, uh, you head back to, to grab with that. But regardless, why do you think an EU team is going to win in the next three years? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're already laughing. Exactly so uh, with the new announcement of the new LEC format, I ah. think LEC has potential to improve in the next uh, couple of years. Maybe not within the next two years, maybe four no maybe announcements, five years? just to be clear. Yes, yes no, I was going to no, fantastic shocks. What did you think of the announcement the of the new LEC format? Please let us know. Uh, I also have read everything on Reddit. Um, and I will abstain from this question. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll figure uh, okay. out, we'll figure out a safe way. We will figure out a safe way to yeah, do no, it. I can talk about you, hypothetically. We can, we can say, hypothetically, do you think format changes would be enough? Well, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, get, let's, let's get, get back let, to let, let him finish. Yeah, let's, let's oh, sorry, I'll catch you off. So, uh, what, so why do you think the new format is going gonna, is gonna to change everything? Uh, I think it's going to expose to the LEC teams more to best of fives. That, and that's especially has been a weakness. Uh, you can see it in the Rogue GD. JDG team. Yes. Even though I'm a Rogue fan, I was very disappointed watching every single one of those matches. Rogue trying to do the same strategy over and over again. So I think with best of fives, uh, EU teams will be have to adapt more and have like three or four strategies in their back pocket so they can adapt to uh, LPL and LCK styles. Do you think it was a failure uh, of of an experience for best of fives that stopped G2 and Fnatic from making it out of the best of one stage? <laughs> oh, God. It's a joke. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> all right. Trick uh, question. Roast to me, man. All right. All right. Uh, so uh, this is going to help. Well, while Shocks contemplates how she's going to figure out how to address this. I'd also this. like to know if you're from Aruba, um, why is it the LEC that takes your fancy? Is that a good time zone for you to watch or, or you live somewhere else? No, I live in Aruba. So okay. the, the time, yeah, it's a little bit difficult, but I work early in the morning. So I oh, usually cool. put uh, LEC in the, in the background. So uh, I always listen to it, keep up, keep up with it. Rogue is my favorite team, and the other two are 
Uh, misfits and Excel. You are a unicorn. Do you know that? Because <laughs> Rogue Excel and Misfits, all the way from Aruba. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. I love that. All right. So, while again, while Shox contemplates how to answer this, Emily, Not contemplating. Yo. there's this rumored LEC format change, mm -hmm. which you are aware of, and I think we talked about it even yeah. on Rift. I've, um, already, I've already commented on what, that. Uh, what do you think of that format? Oh, I, I was going to say my take has kind of nothing to do with whether the format would be good or not. It was just going to kind of review. <laughs> Sorry, it's terrible. Um, it was going to it was going to review when we did have like really strong European teams, right? Uh, getting making it to world finals. Um, specifically, I think 2019 G2 was like overall the the best team that year. And um, I think the big thing about that team was really cool is that you could see them being kind of trendsetters in the, not just the LEC meta, but the global meta, especially post MSI. Um, and one really interesting thing to me that, that essentially has to happen and has been true of in particular, the past few world championships is that whatever team wins worlds kind of either uh, is able to dictate the meta from the get-go in the world championship and it's very suitable for them, or like uh, EDG, I think, I don't think they came into last year's worlds, for example, with that the idea that they were going to play the way they did. However, they were naturally very well suited to having their players end up playing that style as much as I would much prefer to see Mako on engaged supports. Um, but... I think uh, I think it's not that he can't play Enchanters, by the way. It's just that he has the best initiation sense on his team. Um, so I think the big thing for like a European team coming to win a world's title is that what they will have to do is essentially be the best team in that meta um, and come out of a uh, league where they're able to kind of practice that and have... It, to your point, not just one strategy in their back pocket, but also to be able to have a definitive playstyle, right? So, like having a specific draft you're good at is very different from having a really solid playstyle and idea of like how you want to play the game. And I think one thing that LPL has been really strong about is even when the other teams around whichever LPL team did end up winning worlds in those years. Um, fell off, there was always one team that was like very good in that meta, right? And teams were very disparate in the manner in which they played the game from each other. And I actually think, shout out to LCK, I think this is a really good year for LCK to actually have a very large variety of play styles from the teams that they came to represent. So, sorry, I'm like being super rambly today, but in order for an European team to win Worlds, I do think that's what has to happen is that you need to have a lot of teams playing a variety of different play styles and then whichever team rises to the top, like 2019 G2, which is a phenomenal team that I actually miss very much. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, think, uh, I think you have to be that kind of team who does uh, you know, fit the meta very, very well and is able to have a variety of different looks, uh, like draft looks, but know exactly how you want to play the game. Um, Boom. On top of that, I guess, I think hypothetically, if something was to change, I think everyone should be should want more games for every region and should want more variety in those games and it not definitely not be 
just best of ones or best of ones. Uh, on top of that international competition, of course, more of that would be great because I think you really see the lack of depth into the um, ability for our teams from LCS and LEC to develop because of the lack of depth within the leagues. Because look at LPL, right? Ev like your ninth team, you could probably learn a lot from if you scrim them and if you play them um, in a best of three and in a best of five. The grueling... I mean, there is something to say for burnout and stuff because I think this is a big discussion about like training so much versus not enough, but there is like a sweet spot and it's ho hopefully not like running yourself into a wall. Um, but like their formats into qualifying for Worlds or qualifying uh, for the finals throughout the playoffs in LPL is nuts, right? How, how can you not come out of that as a vastly improved team if you end up at Worlds? Um, but then again, they, they also can fall out in the best of ones specifically. And I think the ability of LPL and LCK teams to look at the draft in a different way, as Emily says, and I think um, in terms of not, hey, top lane, we should get a winning matchup or a weak side neutralizing matchup, be willing to take a weak side matchup that they're still going to carry on later for some reason because they're just that good. Um, not trying to find one pick to beat the Heimer, but being confident in your own ability and in your team fighting team comp that you will pull off the engage and he'll just be dead. Like all these things, I also do feed into this idea that you know, especially, I guess, LPL and LCK, but also their confidence in that they can take any play to you, even from a deficit, because of their ability to team fight so well. And those are all things that are hard um, to hone in on if you don't play as many games and if you don't play as many best of fives. I do think that the Fnatic run uh, and then the G2, G2 was a bit of a unicorn, right, in 2019. Um, and I, I want to say, yay. I, I hope it happens because, like, I'd be very sad if it just didn't happen ever. But three years, even if there were to be a format change in the future, I think it would take longer than that. I think it would, you had to have to say within the next 10, um, connected to kind of the ecosystem of, you know, the, the rookies that are coming up every year. Because you need to find not just the perfect team, you need, everything needs to go right during Worlds. And Worlds is a very long tournament. People get sick, people get burnt out. I don't know what happens, you have a bad day. Um, you know how it is, there's the luck of the draw. You know, and you, I, know, I know people say, if you wanna be the best, you gotta beat the best. P.S. Get us an easy draw, please. Um, you know, like. Where's Team Liquid to beat IG for you again? You <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, oh, I'm so sorry that it's you didn't okay. end up winning that we final. Did, we did it together as a yeah, team. Yeah, we did it together. NA and EU. Yay. <laughs> and um, we said IG beat themselves. I think a lot goes into it, but I mean, I'd hope so. I mean, what I always say is that, like, before 2018 finals and before 2019, I thought a team would never get to the final. I genuinely believed that. I thought the gap was so incredibly big. Um, in tw 2014, and all you doomsayers were the same. We're like, Europe and they're never gonna do anything. Boom, two teams in the semifinals in 2015. I think Europe has an exceptional way of rebounding because of the depth of talent and the academy systems. Um, does that mean, you can hold this to me next year if like, again, nobody gets to semifinals. But yeah, I'm always gonna be positive about my region, obviously. Copium. <laughs> Better to have copium than, than nothing. Um, so I agree that like, the formats can change and I'm not married to them uh, and I think more games are good but I think 
<laughs> this is maybe a flamey take. I feel like it's overstated by teams how important the more extra stage games are to cope for the fact that they are fucking up their practice constantly. Um, we had best of twos and best of threes in North America, in Europe, in 2016, 2017. Damn it. This is why I didn't want you to go first. Because I was going to take your point? Yes. We're sharing a brain cell tonight. Uh. Sharing microphones and sharing brain cells. Uh, they, we didn't do any better. We got the extra stage games for a year and a half, year, I forget exactly. I think it was three splits total for both regions. Didn't fucking matter. Didn't matter at all. We did not have any market improvement. And then we went back to best of ones, and a year later is when that kind of golden era happened. Um, I think I would say that most of the time that these – I don't have a problem with them. Again, I'm not saying that they're bad, but that the, the way that they're pitched as this, like, silver bullet is insane, uh, especially when you factor in – how they're practicing. I just did a blame game about this. Like, I think our practice is absolutely terrible when you compare it to LPL and LCK. And it's like, what, do you think it's like the extra couple games that they play on stage? Or do you think it's the hundreds of extra, more efficient scrims that they do in solo queue and but all don't that? don't you think one is, uh, like, comes from the other as well? Because, like, if there's only two best of ones to review every week, well, yes, you I'm, can certainly I'm review them better, but, like... I, I mean scrims more scrims, than the on-stage yeah. games. So... This is the blame game for you can watch the whole thing for people no. who haven't seen. No, I don't mean you. I don't expect you to watch anything. I watched it. <laughs> uh, but but we do a single twelve a five hour scrim block, which was adopted because G two did so well during that time period. As far as I'm aware, everyone just copied them without a single thought of it who was actually better. It might work well for G two because they have grinders who can stay focused for five hours. Good for them. Not everyone can do that, and people just copied this scrim system. It's been terrible. We've trended down year after year. The gap has gotten worse over the last two years. And you can look at format, but we've always had best of ones. It wasn't always this bad. We had the extra games. It didn't make it better. What's changed? Why? Like, that, that's the thing that is like, look at the variables, look at the constants, and try and like, figure out what is, is leading to this. And I think going away from the double two, because what we used to do and what China and Korea still do is two three-hour scrim blocks with a gap in the middle. Um, that gives you time to relax. There's, there's a whole bunch of reasons I don't want to eat up this whole podcast talking about, but I think those are much more impactful, and the teams don't want to fix their problems. You can, you can ask any insider how scrims go this week, and you will just get horror stories constantly. And I'm like, hey, maybe that's a problem, guys. And they're like, no, I think it's the format. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, like I, it's, it's always like, the, I always talk about the pie chart. They're all important. I'm not opposed to these kinds of changes. I do think it would help, but I think it's like, it's not going to change anything if you don't fix everything else in the ship that's wrong too. Dude, Mark, like, it, I don't understand why this is still happening because it's, it's so funny because before we did best of threes in NA, everybody's like, oh, we got to do best of threes. It'll change everything. It's so good, blah, blah, blah. Then we do best of threes. It, like, nothing goes better. Viewership just trends, falls off a cliff. And then, like, several years have passed and it's odd because I feel like, you know, we still have the majority of our audience still here. But now all of a sudden it's like, Oh, LCS probably moving to the weekdays. Well, they better do best of threes. Like the reason we suck is because of these best. Yeah, I'm like, well, you can't look away from a car crash, Travis. I, well, I just, I'm just saying I don't understand why <laughs> suddenly I'm like, wait, we did that. Like, does everyone forget that? Like, collective this, this amnesia. I actually forgot because I, you know, we did it in Europe too. You I forgot. To yeah, you guys. I had, had to Google this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you guys did best of twos. Yes. Yes. Like double streams. And, 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 and to every, be fair, Europeans love ties. That's to be fair to the people yeah. who are are fans of this, you could argue that the way that we did best of threes with the dual streams was not good, and that hurt the viewership arguably more. Yeah. Uh, Dignitas versus Immortals best of three. Who's sticking around for it? 
you know, so like I, I'm not 100% convinced of it. I think there's a, a case to be made that you could re-experiment with other formats that enable stage play, like what Europe is supposedly potentially doing. Who knows? They have a single best of one round robin to quickly knock out the shitters so then you can get the good people into st stage play. And, and that, and that yeah. sounds good to me, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, hypothetically, I would be worried about, I don't know what people would think, but like, I'd feel bad if I was a top two team that was developing if I, like for two years, because if you're developing rookies, it would take a while, right? And we want to promote that. Um, and if you have a situation in which then two of them just buy, but maybe that would incentivize them to get better quicker and change the practice system. Hey, Mark, you may have something here. I just, Mark. I don't, Great I job. think, I think the format stuff, you said overstated. I think that's the perfect word. Like, people love to hang their hat on the uh, format stuff, and I just don't. I just don't get it. Now, what is it? Which I believe is what you were doing. So, somewhat, I think. I apologize. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've blasted your take, that's I think, all over good. the course of this. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, I, so go ahead. Yeah, I agree that it's not the silver bullet to save LEC. Uh, it's a one step out of a thousand steps that LEC needs to take. I think. Uh, LEC should fix two things primarily. One, the obvious, absolutely the training, and I think with Champions Q, if it comes to LEC, that will help massively help the players. Also, hopefully, uh, LCS, if, uh, so they play more. And secondly, the drops. Oh my God! In the DK, when they kept picking Lucia and Nami over and over again, <laughs> I was crying, and I was a DK fan. Ho uh, hopefully, they, they win that. And also in in the road game, I believe they were playing Lucia Nami over and over again. It feels like you were, you're smashing your head against a, a brick wall hoping for a different reaction. I'm like, please yeah. pick something different. Also, like, when in, I think it was in group stage, when, like, three games in a row that you team inted, like, two kills into the enemy bot lane, and, uh, and then another one, and then, it, like, what was it, like, a game that Viper had, like, I don't know how many kills. I was like, what, how? I mean, I wouldn't do any better, obviously, but <laughs> Nice caveat. I'm glad you pointed that out. <laughs> Uh, but I might do the same at this <laughs> point. No, no, but it's just frustrating. It's just those little things. I do think, okay, for this year, but this is so, you know what's also really frustrating? It's like there's always like a drama with a team at Worlds, and then that gets cited as, and I get mad. It's like, oh, no, this team, like there's drama with this team or whatever, and we hear it like four months later, which has happened a couple of Worlds in a row. And then I'm also like, Come on. Also, when Rogue was in that day where they had to just win one game and they won versus Gam, but then they could still get first. After the game they won versus Gam, they were all on Twitter, or after the next one they lost, being really, I don't know, angry, I guess, that they lost, uh, understandably, at themselves. But why is nobody taking their phones away until that day is over? I don't see that happening in an LCK team. That was whack to me. I, th I just think Western players have a lot more agency. Yeah. Anyway, this is a longer conversation. Twitter right. is the devil. <laughs> I, I honestly I love it whenever some of the players meme. You know, like Vulcan had his phone after a game and he. Made but they were out, I think. No. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Anyway, thank you so much. Anything you want to shout you. out? Uh, I want to shout out my two friends Anush and Pavan for bringing me here. This is my first time experiencing the podcast. Also for meeting the Queen of Europe. Thank you, yeah. Emily. Wait. Marks Emily, also. All the queens. Thank you so much. Thank you. Travis. Very good. Queen them. Thank <laughs> you for making your time on here. Yeah, so thank, thank you so much. So much. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Because that was because that was our Chipotle hot take of the evening. Yeah, Emily, if you would like to say goodbye. We'll say goodbye to Emily now. Thank you, Emily. Goodbye. Anything you want to shout out? Um shout out to uh I guess 
<laughs> um, Cap for Kobe. Cap for Kobe, actually, yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say something, like, really warm and heartfelt about how, like, I felt so supported by, the, by my peers in the community when I got COVID and people made those Reddit threads and said, like, oh, I'm really glad you cared about players. Uh, also, shout out to whoever keeps going into the KT Rolster post-match threads and saying, wow, I bet Emily's super sad about this. You're a real one. Thank, thank you, thank you. Yay, Emily. Woo. All hey, right. Um, I have a, we have a, we I have, have an a ad catch read. for a Kobe update. I have an ad read, is what I have. You have an ad break? An ad read? Ah, So we have sponsors, we have uh, sponsors on the show, and I have a contractual obligation and would like to let the people know yeah, sure. about their support of the show. <laughs> okay, so Chipotle, uh, that was the Chipotle hot take of the night. Congratulations to our friend for uh, getting a Chipotle go. entree. Mark is gonna go out and find somebody. While I let you all know, and I, I wanna read this word for word because it's a special thing that's happening right now. Halloween is around the corner and Boo Rito is back at Chipotle. <laughs> Visit your local Chipotle from 3 p.m. to close on Halloween this Monday and get a $6 entree when you dress in costume and scan your rewards member ID. This offer is exclusive to rewards members so if you aren't already a member, be sure to sign up online at Chipotle.com or in the Chipotle app. It's free, it's easy, and reward members bank points on every order towards free good or free food, goods, and giving uh, in the Chipotle rewards exchanged. So thank you so much. I know we've also I think we also might hit everybody with another code for a burrito in the chat uh, for those who, who caught that. If not, maybe we can rerun that code right now, new me, if you're in the chat. But, yeah, so thank you so much to Chipotle for sponsoring. It's been truly fantastic to have them as a partner. They've hooked us up with so many entrees to give away. I've had like a bunch of codes I've been handing out to people. I know somebody in the audience got a Chipotle entree for me a couple weeks ago. Um, but uh, it's been fantastic to have them on as a partner and a sponsor for the show. So thank you so much, Chipotle, uh, for being a sponsor of TGI World's Tour. Yeah, thank you, Chipotle. Hello, Shocks. Well, I just figured out how to pronounce that. It's always Chipotle. You didn't know how to pronounce it? No. How were you pronouncing it previously? Chipotle. Chipotle? Yeah, that's the boomer but That's the boomer way of saying wait, it. Wait, what was that thing? Remember when I was in LA last, you really laughed at me for pronouncing something incorrectly? I don't remember what it was. Is oh this still God. the ad read, or is she just butchering this? No, we're just having a conversation. Okay. Hey, yes. Let's talk about Cat for Kobe, because I think there's an update, no? Yeah, we what's got the update? Our next there, wait, wait, is there an update? <laughs> Welcome to the show. What's your name? Well, my name's Jacob as well. Oh, there's but, our second Jacob of the evening. But I'm going to go with Pre Never Stops. Third? Third, Is yeah. our third? Oh, my God. But I'm going to go with Pre Never Stops, because that's like my... In game name. And awesome. I've been on the show okay. Twice before, so what? Might recognize it. Where are you joining us from? What's sorry? Where are you joining us from? Atlanta. So uh, <laughs> Michigan. I Michigan. actually. I. They're right next to each other, right? <laughs> really? I, no. no. I woke up last night at three p or yesterday at three p.m. I worked a twelve-hour shift at the hospital, and then I flew down here. So I'm working on like zero sleep. Oh, round of applause. <laughs> so excuse this take because it's. It's coming off of some coffee and alcohol in the coffee from the thing over the next door. But okay, fantastic. Me too, brother. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, good. it's a good caveat for what we're about to hear, I guess. What is your, your take? All right. So I, I kind of have two parts, but just to lead up to it. Um, so I've kind of predicted two series in my life. One was walking into FPX versus G2 in the finals in Paris, 
as I was going to the tournament, I tweeted at both of you, which I'm sure you didn't see because I have no Twitter followers. I remember this tweet. Yeah, me well. too, dude. Yeah, yeah, how can I forget? <laughs> this tweet three years ago stuck with me all these time years. Um, anyway, continue. Did you call it G2 win? I tweeted FPX 3-0 for sure. You gotta know. You know how many of those tweets I got from NA fans. Oh, <laughs> but I know. They I have, were all right. So. I, I have little to no evidence for this. So, like, you just gotta bear with me. Sure. The second one was when I went to C9 versus um, Hundred Thieves. C9 versus Hundred Thieves. Yep. And I turned to all my friends and I was like, "It's C9 3-0 for sure." Woo! Now, so I'm telling you all, tomorrow T1 versus JDG, it's JDG 3-0 for sure. Oh. Now. Immediately into the booze. <laughs> yeah, there's actually surprising the cheers for that, that too. Yeah. Did you have motivation for each of those predictions? And if so, what is your prediction? Uh, motivation for this one? So for for the other predictions, I mean, man, it's so far away now that like I don't know if I can go through every step by step. But for this one, which I'll go over, um, I think that people are sleeping on JDG a little bit because, no offense. Rogue was an easy 3-0, and they didn't have to show much. No offense, take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't have to show much, and it was a pretty easy game plan coming into it. Um, now, people are sleeping on them a little bit because they didn't have to show much, and nobody's excited about the JDG series, right? Um, what I think is that the bot lane will hold pretty steady against T1's bot lane. Um, given that, you know, Korea's kind of into the range-pushing lanes, I think that... By now, I'm guessing that GG has probably scrimmed against some of the Korean teams on the opposite side of the bracket. I, I'm willing to bet that they have an answer, or if they don't, they have found out how to play into it. Um, so I think that'll be kind of a wash. But on the top side, you have 369 versus Zayus, which is probably the most hype matchup of this entire tournament. But the junglers make a big difference in that, in that 2v2. And I think the uh, Doran of T1, also known as Owner, will be outclassed by Kanavi. Where's this other guy who said the owner was going to carry the whole thing? Oh, did somebody say that? I think it was brought up in, like, Dive or something, so it's kind of a reason. Oh, uh, <laughs> those guys. I think the 2v2 topside will go heavily in the favor of GDG, not because 369 Zayas, but I think that jungle matchup will make a big difference, and I think they'll be able to play through that and kind of break open the game because that's how both of these teams kind of like to play is through their top lane. So That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be 3-0, but that makes a lot of sense. Who... You you said you're a DRX fan, but what do you think about this one? Who who do you think? I mean, as I say, I deal in storylines. <laughs> Who's got the That's stronger storylines? Faker, but <laughs> but not but only from like a storyline that I've been most exposed to, mm -hmm. and I think that goes again uh, back to the fact that uh, you know we have this amazing uh, storyline doc which um, Kelsey prepared. She's uh, for us. Mm. You can just check it, and there's so much cool stuff in there. Um, but also just redemption arc for a lot of those players uh, on JDG, etc. I think 369, who's like, I don't know, he's taken on godlike proportions of kind of the way he plays the game and how good he's been playing, etc. Um, I hope it's not a wash just because those are more fun to watch usually, although three zeros can also be very interesting. I think we, the crowd in Atlanta really deserves to see 10 games uh, this week because... When will we be coming back here? I don't know, so <laughs> let's please. Uh, you don't think we'll fun. come back here? I love Atlanta. I hope Wait, we come back here the all the time. Wait, was this the stop that was added after? After Toronto. It was going to be Toronto. Yeah, it was going to be Toronto, and then uh, it's Atlanta now, um, yes. which is nice. We forsook our Canadian brethren Yeah. for a warmer spot. Anyway, yes. Tra Travis, what do you think? 
between the two. Should we put something on this? It, like, this is you get a lot of free Chipotle. If you get nothing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any way. I'm not going to see him again. So I don't. I, what do I do? What? He can leave his. Wow. Well, you don't have some codes to give him? Wish we had the internet. I, I, I met you in uh, Berlin. So this is the second time we saw you. Okay, okay. Other. Well, here, so if you can somehow there. get me some sort of proof that it's you, we'll hook you up with a Chipotle entree. Okay, there we go. <laughs> but it has to be a 3 -0. Okay, anyway. Um, what do you think is going to happen? What do I think is going to happen? Yeah. I think T1's going to steamroll. Wow. Because I'm just, I am, I think T1, 3 -0. I think they are a very, very good team. I think uh, the Faker narrative is going to get him to the finals. I don't know if he's going to win um, because he's he's frequently made it, not always won. But uh, I think uh, I think they'll they'll go for it. I also think, didn't, didn't the last two North American Worlds were also Faker winning? Yeah. Yeah. 2013 and 2016. Yes. So I think he'll just complete it where North America is just I mean, Baker's land. I mean, if you look at what is like the most money storyline, it's got to be it. No, almost. Like F Faker, Faker versus death again. would be the ultimate Faker final. Faker versus death would be like, oh, like such a storyline. Unfortunately, we're going to get JDG versus Genji in finals. Which is also great. <laughs> I'm actually. with you, buddy. Uh, Wait, do you think 3-0? No, not 3-0. Oh, it sounds like no. you were with him. Sounds no, 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 like no not that. <laughs> Let's put some distance between yeah, yeah. Our, our takes here. Uh, so there are some parts I definitely agree with um, in terms of, like, Rogue didn't necessarily push them. It's not, like, their fault. They still didn't look good because Comp and Trimby were shitting on Hope, Hope and Missing in one of those games. I think two of them even, maybe. Um, but I think JDG, they're not, like, we talked about them being a little bit like the black sheep in the LPL and, like, a comeback story for a lot of these players. Funnily enough, that also matches them in-game where it's like hard to root for them in-game because they look bad a lot of the times. Like they do things that don't look good. But it's a lot of really good teams win by dominating from minute one and just like you never had a chance and we just steamrolled the game. JDG is interesting because they win from losing positions and they do it consistently against the best teams in the world. They did it against uh, obviously top esports twice in their five-game series regionally against even Domwon Kia in their tiebreaker, they were 5K down. That's crazy. Yeah, they got aced at Rift Herald. You know, this game's over. It's, it's over. And then somehow they win a fight at Dragon, they get an ace, and they start clawing their way back. And they, they seem to have that capability where I can't say I've seen it on the same level by anyone else in the world. Um, and they don't jump out the page, off the page at you. Um, Yagao is 16th out of 16th mid laners in CSD at 15, who basically every team at Worlds. CS doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He, I mean, <laughs> so his goal difference is a little bit better because he's like has high kill and assist participation, but like he's not just like, when you compare him to Chovy and Faker and Showmaker and Zekka and Knight and like just so many other people, he's consistently slept on, but he, he does what needs to happen. It's almost, we always make this error, I think specifically in looking at LPL teams because it happens every year. And then we go, yeah, but the mid laner hasn't had standout performances or the top laner is always having to play weak side and then like shits on EU with a Fiora, you know, like it's like, <laughs> yeah. it always happens because they are so confident in their own ability to turn the game from a 5k, 10k, 15k, you know, you know, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, deficit and they play those moments so incredibly well, kind of like, you know, the spacing in the fights where you think it's one, but it's not. And then, yeah, your mental is just crushed. I, I was talking to somebody. W Emily, was it you who just said you never know what JDG you're going to get? Uh, like they Maybe just we should swap Emily back in because it's a really good question. Possibly. For Emily, do you want to join for, for this part again? You can, you can, well, just stand behind. <laughs> yeah, you just you stand. Yeah, you don't even need to sit down. Just take the microphone and share really your good. thoughts. Or you can sit down. Whatever. Well, if I put my mic up. Here. Yeah. Hello. You want to talk to me about yes. JDG? Yes. What, what are your thoughts on this JDG T1 situation? Oh, yeah. So uh, 
not even with JDG specifically, but I actually had a conversation with Lyric, the um, LPL caster, uh, about, he was like, why do you always uh, underrate LPL team? And to some extent, um, I think it's because, and again, I give LCK a lot of credit. Uh, I know Chronicler will want me to give Live Sandbox specifically a lot of credit um, for, for really having a lot of teams this year that have like a variety of different strategies. Um, but because you see so many teams in LPL drop games to teams that they quote unquote shouldn't in the standings because they'll have a, a really good matchup somewhere or th it'll just be based on play style because they have hy hyper specific play styles. You'll see the worst of JDG and JDG already don't have a style where they're like smashing you a lot. Uh, so I think that is why like a lot of people underestimate them and, and their uh, cross map ability. One thing I thought was super interesting is also a friend of mine was watching JDG who's been out of it for a while, but they're, they used to be a coach in, and an analyst in LCS. And they were like, wow, JDG just has such a good understanding of how to mitigate their losses when teams are actually trying to smash them early and do end up having gold leads because they'll quietly be taking other things on the map, which I thought was really interesting. So I'm going to save my actual like matchup analysis for the desk tomorrow. But right. yeah, uh, I do think like if you're wondering why like it seems like people are more down on LPL team sometimes, I do think it's because you see the worst of them as well as the best a lot more frequently. Very good. Emily, is there anything you'd like to shout out before we say goodbye to you? <laughs> Cat for Kobe. Okay, all right. Woohoo! All right. Goodbye. Wait, what? I regret bringing you back. What? Okay. Uh, so uh, I think, do you feel as though this has uh, properly addressed your prediction? Yeah, I think it sparked a pretty interesting debate. I'm pretty happy with it. Very good, very good. Thank Are you, you for the review. Are you going to get some sleep now, finally, or? Uh, we'll see. I don't know. This caffeine's still running through my veins. So. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, uh, either way, enjoy your time in Atlanta. Anything you want to shout out? Um, well, first and most importantly, the two most important businesses in the game right now, Chipotle and Grubhub. <laughs> 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 Side note for Alienware, I kind of want that laptop. Yeah, yeah, it's the X14. Uh, fantastic, uh, thank you thank you for doing that. I, I appreciate that you all do my job for me, it's fantastic. Mm. Anyway, thank you so much and uh, hope to see you soon. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you. This is do you such a great format. Delfino? I'm sad, I'm sad that she, she got owned by her sister. Yeah, yeah. This is why, uh, such a great format, Travis. Did you also steal that from you, uh, content or? Steal what? <laughs> what you, I was talking to Mark. What were you talking about? I was kidding because we had a conversation about uh, the quizzes, which is great. Oh, quizzes? Yeah. Yeah, my surprise test. Because we were talking about content earlier, and I actually think you've absolutely like reinvented yourself this year so much. Oh, uh, thank I've you. always loved your content, but I just think you're like breaking the mold a lot, and I think oh. you deserve props. Thank you, thank you. I've been trying. I've been trying. I have it's, to. It's uh, funny you talk about content because yeah. Jay had a take about Jay some stuff, yeah, content related. So I was actually about to go get her before. We'll, we we'll, we'll grab me. them both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I think content is an interesting topic right yes. now. Yes. And we're well, all people, content creators. Are we the only people that find it interesting? You you, you actually it? try with content. Most most analysts in the scene. We'll talk about it. Later. Yeah, we'll talk yes. about it. Hello. Uh, you want to share your name with everybody? 
I'm Delfino. Delfino. Hello. You sound so disappointed in that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Delfino or Delphi. Um, you may see me on Twitter making stupid hundred these edits. Very good. Very good. Uh, where are you joining us from? Um, I'm from Georgia. I live in like a suburb of Atlanta, but um, I'm in Orlando. I go to UCF for college right now. <laughs> wow. They got a big reaction from somebody. Okay. All right. So what is your take? Um, my take is that I think we should focus as, I mean, this is NA specifically, but I guess it could also apply to EU, but I think we should focus less on world results and more on um, making the LCSs entertaining as possible. Okay. okay. So this, okay, go ahead and explain. Uh, I was going to say, um, definitely the focusing on world results part, like forgetting about focusing on world results, that was definitely kind of like baity, so I get picked. But I meant short term. Ah, you game the system. Yeah. So In fact, you, you gamed it so hard that Mark didn't want to take you because so he thought real. it was too much of a doomer take. Well, yeah, Shox right. is on. It's LCS specific. Yeah, yeah. Well, she was saying it could also be applied to LEC. They did sure. almost as miserably as we did, so we should just both become entertainment And regions. while we're, we're taking pot shots, the LEC viewership has also been trending down yeah. for the last like three or four splits, you know, but... Not, not three or four. They hit like a new peak, and then after COVID, now it's been going. Yeah, everyone, down everyone got bit. that 2022 hit and felt yeah. real good. I, I mean, 2020 hit. Uh, yeah, excuse me, 2020 summer, and then actually, I think your 2021 spring was your highest viewership. Which is crazy. Every yeah, it's like 300,000 average. All right. Nuts. Anyway, I don't so know them by heart. So so so. <laughs> so you uh, just know them to lecture. We should. Why do you? Okay. Is it is it one or the other? Do we have to choose caring about worlds versus being an entertaining product? I mean, like, no offense, but we're trying that right now, and it's clearly not working. I mean, not to not to be that person, but 315 is not something you want to see from your region at Worlds. And if we're doing that while also trying to, like, we're we're trying to do both, and I think we're getting none of either. I like that a lot. Okay. <laughs> you want what? Am I supposed to start? That no, I, I actually had I was uh, I was talking to a GM of a team about something similar, about like mixing goals. And um, we both were kind of lamenting, like I don't want to be a, a for fun region. I know that's not what you're advocating, but that's kind of where people naturally take it to the extreme. It's like, oh, who gives a shit about competition? Get Delta Fox in here, woohoo, you know? <laughs> no, don't clap for Delta Fox. As someone who was a part of that, don't clap for it. Wait, you uh, were a part of Delta Fox? I was their coach. Oh, Wait, really? You don't remember this? <laughs> I don't remember this at all. I cast their fucking games while being their coach. It was <laughs> Coach, again, like, we, we, like, so to defend Delta Fox, they did try, like, a week of scrims, but then they were told they weren't allowed to stream them because they were on the Riot client or whatever doing scrims oh, on Tourney right. Realm. And that, was, Q, yeah. and that was when they had their iron fist on that, you know? So they, that kind of defeated, yeah, they, they, they kind of, like, destroyed the whole point of the team, which was, like, just, just do it all publicly. So then How did they, they perform with you as their coach? I didn't do any. I, like, w the first oh, time. Oh, yeah, you're distancing yourself from their results. No, the first. The first you were down to take We were told we couldn't stream scrims. We did it once. I kind of did my job then. And then, like, no, everyone was like, why are we doing this? Let's just go stream. <laughs> so then we never scrimmed again. So I didn't like it. Anyways, sorry. I'm just getting derailed Anyways. here. But, um, yeah, I, I, the, we were talking about how, like, the churn rate, which Travis talks about with, like, people coming in to try and be competitive for Worlds, you have like this kind of failure at the end of the year, but more or less a successful season by regional standards, full of players that people like, and you're building viewership around your team, then you nuke it because you went three and three and didn't make it out of groups. And to that point, like, you don't have to become a four fun region just because you don't nuke your team because they failed. 
for world results. So I don't know if that's exactly kind of the stuff you're talking about, but it was something that me and a GM were talking about. So think about everything. Okay, when LCS first started, you had players that would stream a ton. They would do a ton of content. You had teams that had mostly stable rosters year over year. You had teams where, like, it's kind of like 100 Thieves has done. They're like the they're like the standout, right? Where, like, remember Cloud9 with High and all that stuff? And they had this, yeah, exactly. And instead, over time, we have seeded uh, sort of all of this to just, you got to scrim all the time. Nobody has time for streaming, supposedly. Uh, I think you guys are mad about JoJo Pion still not streaming, right? Okay, we're not, <laughs> it's... You guys try to call him out for it. We're not necessarily mad about it. It's just um, he. We wouldn't be mad about it, but he promised to stream if he won Spring, and it came out in an EG Files episode. And we were like, "Oh, he's gonna stream. He's gonna stream one day after MSI. Surely he'll stream this time." No, he never See? streamed. So we got <laughs> we got players who lie about so being willing to stream, and uh, and then what has this gotten us? It's gotten us three and fifteen. To your point, and so. Like it's just it's interesting because we have we have optimized 100% for winning, and I know this is heresy among a lot of very competitive people, who should say you should not optimize 100%. You should optimize like 110%. That's not even logical. It doesn't even make sense from a math perspective. But they say it, um, and like I just don't see that. Like what what has that gotten us? It's gotten us very frequently worse results at Worlds. It's gotten us declining viewership. It's gotten us a rotating cast of players who like people struggle to care about. And I think it is fair to say, hey, maybe if we have, we're all the way at one end of the spectrum right now and optimizing for competitiveness and that's not working, maybe we just bump it over a little bit. And I, and I mean, I think there are even things that you can do, like more consistent rosters, less importing where we just send the player back to Europe right afterwards, or in Summit's case, after one split. Um, and and maybe that, that can lead us to a healthy balance of like, okay, Maybe we're still going three and f it's hard to imagine us going worse than three and fifteen. Maybe that'll happen next year. But like, just let's let's try a little bit to be a little bit more of an entertainment product. But I agree with that. But it's tricky, isn't it? Because like, you can't help how people are going to feel about worlds, and they always will. And the fact of the matter is that LCS and LEC, as we saw this year as well, could have really really bad results. And it's such a hard sentiment to to like turn because then all these other sentiments come up again about the leaks not being interesting in this. And I've loved watching the LCS this year. I've loved just that things were tried. People were guessing on the desk. I saw fucking Pepe, sorry, I can I swear? Pepe meme on some segment, which, I mean, was there for way too long and maybe went overboard, but like there was new stuff. Oops. Not, and don't say that like, Pepe is gonna like save LCS or something. That's not what I'm getting at. Um, and it really sucks that all that gets washed away and as to your point, it would really help if again, to the previous point, we would have more reasons to identify and root for these players um, by the content that the teams do. And I mean, yeah, it can be really small things and I understand you don't wanna put your players under too much pressure, but I, I, maybe I agree with you that the dial should be, and I think the LEC teams, some LEC teams are a good example of this. 100 Thieves is a good example of this as well, right? But you gotta strike that balance. And of course, if you have players that say, all I wanna do is practice and I don't want you know, to do any of that shit, then you can't make them, right? Um, but it's tricky. Um, I definitely agree that like the LCS has been doing much, much better. Like I usually, well, I'm usually supposed to be doing like homework or something. So I, uh, I 
meet the stream between games so I can actually get work done. Don't we all? No. Don't Thanks we for coming all. out. Okay. No, we don't. Thanks right, for coming right, out. What right do you want to shout out today? No, we don't. In my defense, I kind of stopped doing that because I was like, wow, like it's much more interesting than I remember it being. She's like, these co-streams between games are hilarious. <laughs> I love getting this stuff. Why would I ever mute between games? Um, but... I also want to say, like, you said, you mentioned 100 Thieves, but actually this year, I think 100 Thieves has been one of the worst teams content Yeah, this year it was not as that much. A, um, self, I, I call myself a 100 Thieves super fan, not because I'm a real fan of the org, but I really, really like the Academy team, the LCS team, and the Valorant team. So De I Delphi. just say I'm a 100 Thieves super fan. Delphi, how much uh, content did 100 Thieves produce at Worlds? Um, zero. And actually, <laughs> I, I went over this with my friends. Um, and their entire Korea boot camp, they go to the T1 facility, by the way, their entire Korea boot camp, less than 20 minutes total of content. Oh my God. Less than 20 minutes total of a like, three week boot camp where they went to the T1 facility and they played on Korean solo queue and we just got nothing. And it was so upsetting. It was very, it was rough as a hundred these fan this year. I just don't get why people aren't interested anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the crazy thing to me about hundred these. I get so, like, it's so crazy. They did all this content when their team sucked, and then they start like making it to the finals three times in a row, and they're just like, eh, we can't well, afford a content team anymore, well, but we can make a video game. The, the uh, like, I just don't, it's so fucking annoying. It, and maybe we'll get into this again a little bit more in a second. I want to dive too deep on content, but like the only thing the scene knew how to do for like five years was docu-series. And if it wasn't a docu-series, or it wasn't like whatever specific YouTube trend that they're trying to copy for that moment, then they, they didn't do anything at all. Well, and now, now everyone stopped watching the docu-series, so now they just don't do anything. Yeah, well, that's what happened, right? Like, the docu-series is like, okay, well, I can't have 15 people on staff for a 20K view video. But you don't have to because the space has changed so much. Like, and you know this because you make successful gifts and, like, uh, content yeah. from your home, right? Yeah, I, like, I make edits, and it takes a really long time. It's, like, yeah. for 20 seconds. But, I mean, people want to see stuff about the players. Like, I yeah. post threads. I posted the thread before summer finals and before worlds about like oh here's the players here's the role in the team like this is how they play and it got a bunch of likes because people want to know about the players it's just the teams don't think that or they just don't want to do oh, it oh no the only thing that matters is winning just so you know <laughs> that's the only way you can ever make fans and that's the only way people will care i hear this shit from teams all the time and it drives me crazy because i'm like then you guys should maybe try doing something else because like Winning isn't getting you fans either, so. <laughs> Do you want to shout out your uh, exact Twitter name so we can all follow you? Oh, um, my Twitter is December OLI. Um, it'll show up as Delfino with like a couple emojis in my profile pictures of Primarina. But I, and I, we need to speed run this because we're, we're yeah. going to run over time. We've got one more person. But, um, okay, this is what's been fascinating to me. Teams have like stopped creating content for the most part. I mean, some of them still do a little bit, but a lot of them don't. Uh, I have tried my best to like pick up a little bit of, of the slack for them as, as Shox was referencing beforehand. But there's like a crew of you all <laughs> that in 2022 started doing this stuff. Like Numi, my community manager, she's in the chat right now. She's part of this. Like, Hi, Numi. There, who, who all is like the full crew? Okay, so we have me, obviously. Um, Elaine, Fluff 2 on Twitter. We have Numi. Um, there's Arsh, ArshGoyle13. You guys probably know him for his interesting takes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let me, uh, let me check is, this. Is Knight of Rohan one of yours? Uh, Knight of Rohan is. Um, 
But the, I see them on while Twitter you're a looking lot. this up, and you can, you, I'll, I'll give you a second to like. This is so you, cool. No, they've become they they're like these LCS super fans that I think <laughs> are uh, partially responsible for reviving Woo! what has been. Let's go. A a struggling scene, and quite frankly, I get very inspired by them and their well, passion because like there's so many jaded people in the space, including a lot of us that have been around for a while. And they get, they, they're so passionate about uh, the players and the teams and all this stuff that it makes me care a lot. And, and, like, we get stuck in the rut of, like, this is what I did and this is what worked and, oh, uh, it's not working now. Uh, but, like, yeah. seeing this, like, the angle that they take, take on more of, like, a K-pop fandom angle. Oh, yeah. So, th- um, more, more than, like, sports, you know? Like, yeah. that's a very different angle There's also Gumayusi Sansu on Twitter, um, Maxi. There's a couple others, and we all have a podcast together where we have like four or five people and a couple of guests. Oh, and John the Ho, EG John the Ho, an EG intern, my bestie. Um, he is also part of us, and we just we do our best. Honestly, we don't really have a lot to work with. We're not like any type of thing. We just Elaine does her appreciation posts and her art, and like we all just try to be active on Twitter and meet new people and bring new people into our space. And like Mark said, it was a big inspiration from K-pop because especially me, Elaine, um, and Maxi, we all came from K-pop. Like me and Elaine were in Citizens before we were stand or fans of LCS. And we kind of saw the sense of community that brought and we were like, well, why don't we have this in LCS? And we tried to bring that around and it's a little hard sometimes because people don't really like that sometimes. But um, I think certain elements of K-pop fandom, if we brought them into the LCS, we would get more fans. And I think it's a good thing and I think we're trying to do that. If it's exceeding, I don't know, but. I mean, it, it, it inspires me, and I, uh, Shocks earlier pointed out that I've never had an original thought um, ever. <laughs> As a joke. And I, and I steal a Jokes lot of, <laughs> well, to that end, I steal a lot of my content and frustrations from all these folks because, like, Numi was calling out the ticketing Trauma. situation. <laughs> Numi did a really good job of calling out the ticketing situation because she was very familiar, and there were still ticketing issues today that she was talking about for finals. For Hotline League? Right, no, for oh. Riot was secretly <laughs> releasing <laughs> finals tickets, but not sending, like, any Yeah, messages. like, they were locking the verified fan tickets. It was yeah, a yeah. disaster. There were tickets that were for semifinals that were locked behind verified fan that only became unlocked and was apparently, like, I don't know, it's... At for semifinals, that was weird. Uh, Elaine was talking about the content issues from the teams because I was busy yeah. at Worlds. I didn't notice that none of them were printing out stuff. Like, there's just been a ton of things that you all have raised attention to, which I think has been really fantastic. So yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. they've been they they're they're the heart of the LCS in my opinion. I hope some of the teams are listening and they're not. Um, is there? <laughs> Is there it's vacation here? time, baby? We're <laughs> out of here. Where, is there anything that you want to shout out um, before we go on to our last guest? Um, I want to shout out my cousin. She's up there right now. Hi, Lillian. Um, she um, was like, oh, there's something happening in Atlanta? And then she decided to come, and she listened to my whole 45-slide presentation about <laughs> League of Legends. Um, and I also want to shout out, uh, like I did last time, Hanuthis Busio, my favorite. He streams a lot. You should go check it out at Busio LOL on Twitch. He has a whole awesome. TikTok that he manages himself, I think. Yes. Yeah. I do help him with his TikTok, though. Oh, okay. Either way, thank you so much. Of course. This man's holding thank his you. paws. Yeah, yeah, there we go. This is thank awesome. You, thank you. You're knocking over a sponsorship. We've just, we've just lost Grubhub. This oh, is thank so you, thank great. You. I hope, you know, there's always so much negativity that you don't see the really cool stuff because I feel like we get really caught up as a community in ourselves when things go badly and then whenever someone says oh but we have next year and LCS was great people are like shut the fuck up like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's but like 
No. No, they're Reddit, like Reddit, the anti-Reddit. Like 26 plus year old jaded ass fans. <laughs> and then there's like Zoomers on Twitter having fun. And yeah. they're like, stop that. Yeah. You're supposed to be sad. Yes. TikTok and Twitter is where it's at, man. Yeah. Should we get our uh, last audience member? I thought you said you had another oh, person yeah. in your room. Yeah, you can come down. Yeah. Well, you can yeah. come down. Invite. Come Welcome to the down. show. Welcome yeah, yeah. to The Price is Right. Mark's just like, oh, yeah, you can come That's down, I, I guess. Literally whatever. everyone. I just wait. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 your turn. Yeah. Very, very good. Yes. Our, we have a TikTok personality joining us. Yay. Um, Hi. Welcome, Jay LaRae, to the show. You called me a Zoomer in Chicago, like, 20 times. Yes, yeah. yes. Because there's you, there's Drew, there's all Too these folks. Times. That's the next yeah. generation. That's so cool. I didn't know about that Twitter. That is so neat. I can't wait oh, to Oh, about that, that Twitter group? Yeah, yeah they're fantastic. Awesome. I so think it's, it's very true that like those little groups are going to bring the LCS back. I know, I know. It's certainly not us. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, CPR. So join, uh, let, let everyone know where you're joining us from. Yeah, I'm from Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. Anybody? There was one silent woo. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Thank my you so God. much. Yes. Uh, all right. So what would you like to talk about? On yeah, I, I kind of wanted to rant. Not really rant, but I I got in a league in 2019 from Worlds um, and some friends of mine that played league and I watched Worlds and it was very intimidating and it seemed like very, a very challenging game. So I, you know, downloaded on my little HP laptop and... and we don't talk about oh, HP. Alienware, you mean? Oh, so sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I downloaded on my Alienware laptop. Yes. Thank you. And I started playing league. Um... <clears throat> And I looked at the LCS as a challenge, and I think it, it, you know, that uphill battle is very intimidating. Um, you know, games are long, whatever, but I think like the short form content is what is really gonna kind of snag people to come in and start checking out the LCS and, and make people interested in it again that aren't necessarily, people that are like watching Arcane and coming into my chat and being like, I watched Arcane, should I try League of Legends? That's yeah. cool. Okay, and, sure. you, and you're saying specifically short form content. Yeah, yeah. Because we were just talking short about docu series. Everybody makes all right. these docu series. Right, 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 right. Yes. But do, you want, do you want to let everybody know how many TikTok followers you have? No. Do yeah. it. How many do you <laughs> That's have? So, I I am at like three hundred thousand, nine hundred yes. something. Oh, so four hundred thousand. I I mentioned that only because you are an expert on on short form content. Right, right, yes. right, right, right. I just started out, um, you know, making. Dumb. I would take like trending TikTok sounds and make it related to league in some way somehow. Yes, that's you know, how I started. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. But I kind of wanted to rant about um, as someone who does not religiously follow the LCS or pro play really at all. Um, I'm definitely lower elo. Uh, a majority of players are lower elo. Uh, it feels you know, like Riot true, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like Riot kind of fumbled the bag in terms of like hyping up worlds being in North America, and it, it really bums me out that uh, ticket, ticketing was so bad, you know, you really followed that um, when it was all happening. And just the whole experience so far, you know, we're almost the finals, it's almost over. Uh, it doesn't feel like it was really like hyped, you know. I, I don't feel that, that, that pride, I guess, like, yeah, this is happening in North America because we, you know, uh, we're already out, you know. Yeah, we were not they did rooting, not do a you know? good job of like building it up for North American players. Right, right, right. But right I now. feel like the heart of a lot of the NA teams are the content creators that are on. Like Hundred Thieves has a lot of big names, content creator wise. Um, and I didn't see anything, you know. Mm -hmm. Even about finals, they have these big content creator names, and it's hard to find that that equal part between them. Um, like y you want to support your team in a genuine way, 
um, you don't want it to come off like you're just doing an ad because you're part of this org and you know, I have to do this. Um, but it was, it was kind of disappointing to see all of these um, orgs and not a lot of, I guess, hype. Yeah. It was kind of disappointing. Yeah, just inviting. I mean, Offline TV was in New York during Worlds uh, for something else, right? Or was it for Worlds? I think it they came to Worlds. I think they came yeah. to yeah. Worlds. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, they came to Worlds. I, I saw after, I was like, oh. I was like, oh, you were in New York. Yeah, they didn't really... I don't I mean, maybe the I venue did not lend itself to it or something, but yeah, they no, did but not they, they should, someone should have reached out to yes. them and... No, no, they did. They were yeah. brought out by Riot. No, but I mean, then why didn't I see that all over my oh, socials I and stuff? And I know that a lot of specifically content creators that are very big now actually started off by playing League and streaming League yep. yes. yeah. back then, so they have a connection to it as well, so it would be genuine. Um, I generally think there has not been enough uh, from Riot's side, like... And influencers aren't everything, right? But there are some genuine That's ones who really started good. leagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 yeah. They took away co-streaming from, um, I, I'm a league partner as well, and now co-streaming games and stuff is invite only, which I understand why, because we want those views to be on the mainstreams. But I also think the heart of the LCS and the heart of league in this region is going to be the smaller communities. You know, I come from the Midwest where football is everyone's personality for like six months of the year and it's those small communities those small little get-togethers on a sunday where you watch football with your community and you know we can all relate to this it feels really good to do that with the smaller communities and and me being low elo a lot of my audiences as well which means we're all kind of learning together and it makes the lcs seem so much less intimidating when, because you you guys said that you had the newbie streams they used like, to they, they used, used to, to do yeah, that yeah, yeah that's kind of how yeah. I feel the smaller. I, uh, for, for me personally, with the offline TV stuff, I just blame their uh, creative director, Broden Plett, for not doing enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't necessarily think it's there, because like, they have not that much to gain from now at this point in their height of their kind of fame to do that, but I think Riot has a lot to gain from yeah, getting they, their yes, endorsement. It, it, the balance of power has changed. Like they need, uh, they need Yeah, it's them. content creator's kingdom, right, Mark? Mark? You were going to say something, I think. Uh, I forget it. Uh, you, I think you're in a unique position to talk about this, right? I guess, maybe. <laughs> okay, here. Well, Mark uh, so I was actually going to ask, you, you oh, did yeah. the, the thing tonight, right? You did something, because I, I bumped into Lily Pichu earlier yeah. and was talking to her about yeah. it. There was something tonight, right? Or uh, the, you just I, I just went to the tailgate. Oh, I didn't know. I saw tonight. a picture of a bunch of people on stage. I, I didn't, didn't know get, what it yeah, was. Yeah, they had offline TV. Um, the girls were painting. They were painting like league. <laughs> no, but like how they come nobody knew about this? They were yeah. I well, uh, the other thing I was going to ask too is like you throw the event. Are they shooting content around it or is it just like they do it and then it's uh, over? They were shooting, but I don't know. Where does it go? Was, or I don't know where it goes. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. Well, then no one knows. It doesn't <laughs> show up on my page. Okay, okay. Here, here's the... I guess. I'll bring it back, okay? Yeah, yeah. So, one, uh, none of the LCS teams did shit. They didn't do any content. Like, right. CLG, CLG actually did a lot in New York. Credit to them. Um, yeah. There is a couple... Where are they? Oh, uh, up in the back. I think they're here. Who came here yeah, from yeah. New York, and they sp they were Cloud9 fans, but right? Or were both of you or only him? Were. You... You were huge Cloud9 fans. They went there. Cloud9 had no presence at all. Instead, they spent the entire time at the CLG event every day. I think I converted them into EU fans. Are these the same people? No, no, no. Yes! What are you talking? No, no, no. <laughs> this, is ruining, this is ruining my narrative. You said to me 
that you became CLG fans because of it and you bought like a CLG jersey and all this stuff. Anyway, the whole point is, I think, yes, the LCS had worlds in North America. Teams didn't do much. So far, we haven't seen much from content creators. Maybe a bunch of stuff will happen at finals. But like, it is kind of a bummer to your point that like, if a bunch of stuff starts happening now, we're in like the final, I it's, don't know, 10 yeah. days of yeah. worlds. And it's, it is kind of like a, a missed opportunity for how big right. League of Legends could be in North America with all the content creators and everybody right. doing all well, this cool and stuff. I think, I think Riot tried to do like the mainstream grabs like with Lil Nas X and Starwalk and like that was like, okay, this is our mainstream. We're gonna try and get a different crowd by going this route, yeah. um, which was interesting. Um, and there are a lot of you know mixed opinions on the song and the video or whatever, but um, you know, it, it just kind of seemed like that was kind of it. Like, mm -hmm. okay, this will be where we put all of our effort. Yeah, they this, went very this, mainstream. This, this mainstream, and then after that, whatever. Yeah, no, so I, I think it's a, a fair positive, a positive yeah. note about, um, I was so surprised uh, in New York how many people that I met, um, it's LCS fans, American fans, uh, that just came up to me and were like, we've been watching for 10 years. We've been watching for eight, seven years. And they're still there, and I think, we owe it to them to do as much for them as possible to, to like reward their loyalty, be it for the LCS, be it for the LEC, be it for the English PK. Like you want to feel that pride. That, yeah. that, you well, know. The pride and, and as you say, just by giving them things to root for in general and moving along with the space because we owe it to them and it's been so awesome. Like, and I think the American crowds are a really, really great crowd generally um <laughs> and um i think of course in new york there were a lot of you know we had a lot of lpl fans and lck fans as well who to their credit also cheered for everybody yeah. but i think atlanta is really going to be unbelievable so yeah well i will just mark do you have anything you want to add or i have a, I have a great way to sign this off which <laughs> is to say uh C clg did a pretty good job in new york i really liked everything they did other than that TGI did a five-show world's right. tour. Yeah. <laughs> we did. How did the, how much did the LCS teams do besides CLG? My point is like, if we could do this, and TGI, you know, it's a, it's a, it is a massive media conglomerate. Corporation. <laughs> and we're a lot cooler than the teams. With wonderful partners. But it is somewhat shocking to me that I feel like my little fake esports company did more at Worlds this year than at least nine out of the ten LCS teams. So I think that that's, I, I am, what is the, not to, to be self-aggrandizing, uh, but uh, I am trying to save the LCS. It would be great if other people oh. try as well. Um, I think that's kind of where I'm at. Okay, anyway, thank you so much. Anything of you want to shout out? Of course. Um, my Discord server and the J Brigade, who hopefully are watching right now and are enjoying me being here. So, and, yeah. and you, Travis, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and yeah, introducing course. me to so many people. Of course, yeah. yeah. Thanks for thanks for making it on the show. Yeah. Thanks for doing Round your part. Round of applause for Taylor. Yeah. All right. We're going to do sign-outs now. So, shocks. Well, I actually just only today figured out whenever you ask me to shout someone out when I'm a guest on your show that I'm supposed to shout out the wonderful... Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> you pronounced it correct, yes, good job. And Grubhub, um, and Alienware, of course, awesome stuff. Thank you guys for having me, and shout out to the NA crowd, I said, people Ooh. here, but <laughs> also everyone um, who has been following us for such a long time, I kind of feel like 
I mean, I'm really old, but so these people are like, oh, I watched you in middle school. And like, you're, <laughs> still, you're still fucking nursing the, the Mayo personality. Like today you tweeted about Mayo again. And that Superior was like- Superior condiments. I don't know what to tell you. For people who don't know, that was like, I don't, I don't know if it's fair to that say. Was she's, she's, maintain, she's maintained the Mayo thing. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Six, it's like, yeah. it's 10 years later. And she's I want to so shout out to any crowd and you're bringing up Mayo. Who's obsessed here yeah, with yeah. condiments? I think <laughs> you, it's you. I see it on I think it's you. Um, yes. Yeah, so anyway, I, that was really warm and warm and like heartwarming, I mean. mean, meeting all those people. I'm so tired. I think Emily and I really need to crash soon, but. No, no, no. Yeah. You did, yeah, you, it was fantastic having you on the show. Uh, round of applause for Shocks, everyone. Uh, can we get uh, one more round of uh, applause for Emily as well? All right. Mark, how about you? Uh, Mark, where can we find you this weekend? Uh, Mark, where will you be this weekend? Uh, follow my Twitter. You might see a tweet soon. About Just it. say it. They uh, all already know. Do they? What is, what, what's happening? Shocks, shocks implied it. Where do you guys think Mark will be this weekend? Oh, oh wow. shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, Isaac got sick, um, and since I'm in Atlanta, it's a little him. bit of a, a plug and play. Pour, so. pour one out for his ale. Yeah, pour one out for his ale. Feel bad for him, and um, I'm hardcore trying to catch up because I this was like this morning. <laughs> like, Mar hey. Mark is, is like, Mark, you're gonna do really, really amazing, and I know it's a bit annoying because people are, you know, angry at other things, uh, but you're really amazing at what you do, and I think. Uh, you crushed it all year, and you're just... I think you deserve to be on the desk more regardless. Thank so. you. But also, we miss Azale, of course. I hope Azale doesn't misunderstand this. It would be better if Azale was here, but, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. And I, I just talked about trying to save LCS, but there's only one person who flew an emergency analyst out to Atlanta, <laughs> got of a hotel room, and made it so that he'd be available last minute. Uh, so anyway, no. Okay, um... So first off, shout out to, of course, Chipotle and Grubhub. We are, if we haven't yet, dropping that last code in the chat for a thousand entrees that people can grab. Uh, so thank you to uh, Chipotle for, there it is. Thank you, Numi, for putting that in there. So congrats to everybody who's gonna get one of those thousand entrees uh, from Chipotle. Thank you to Chipotle for providing them. Thank you, Grubhub, for sponsoring. Uh, thank you all for coming out. Uh, truly, this is fantastic. I. Uh, I spent two years in my apartment doing worlds by hanging out playing Genshin Impact with Mark at 4 a.m. And uh, those were the days. Waiting for the Zoom portal to open so that I could interview a player for 10 minutes and then watching it close. And, uh, and being able to do this tour and having so many people come out has just like given me renewed energy that I think I really needed um, to want to keep putting as much into this as I, as I did back in the day. So thank you all, truly. It's been fantastic. Love you. Best of luck to the teams this weekend. Hope you all have a great time. And we'll see you next week in San Francisco for finals. Yeah! <laughs> Goodbye. Aw. Nice shot. Thank you. Good job, Perry.